All right, guys and gals, welcome back to episode 12 of the Real Talk Podcast. My name is George, and of course, I'm alongside my three beautiful co-hosts, Cam, Tyler, and Seth. Before we get started, please, 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 please rate us, uh, follow us, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. That, that, that means the absolute world to us to get our engagement up and make sure people are seeing our, our platform and our content. Um, we are reaching or we are slowly approaching our 5,000 subscriber goal on YouTube in which we will begin dropping merch. I know there's been... Uh, a decently high demand for merch so that is the goal that is when we will start doing it so please make sure you like follow subscribe comment share on our stuff share it with friends do whatever you got to do to help us out gentlemen happy sunday or monday if you're listening to this on a monday how are you guys cam it's been a busy week for movies i think around the board so how's everyone doing yeah, it's it's been a it's been a busy week in general. Obviously, Thanksgiving here in America, Seth. Um, sorry, sorry. I guess we cut you out of the Thanksgiving draft. So sorry. We cut you out <laughs> no, no, that. I couldn't do that. We I left before that. Do you remember? Oh yeah, so, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but well. yeah, it was it was Thanksgiving here. Uh, just a holiday season is busy as hell, especially having a newborn. Everyone wants to see the newborn. Um, and uh, I live what. We live an hour and 20 minutes away from Emma's parents and then 20 minutes from my parents. So we do all three Thanksgivings in, in one day. Um, and we do all three Christmases in, in Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. And man, it's just a mess. Driving driving to Emma's Emma's parents and then we go Emma, or Emma's dad's and then we go Emma's grandmother's and then we go uh, my parents. And man, it's it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot on the, on the newborn as well. And then, um, yeah, so uh, that's really all I'll say about it, but, uh, didn't have a ton of time to actually watch movies this week. I did get to go see a couple of the ones that we are reviewing, but it was a very packed week. The last thing I want to say is Purdue sports. It makes me sad 99% of the time. <laughs> this is the one week I can be happy. We're going to the fucking Big Ten Championship, and we're going to beat Duke today. You'll already know the score if we beat Duke or not when this podcast comes out because it doesn't fucking matter. Go Boilers, damn it. We're not terrible. Uh, also, I'm a Michigan fan, so I, I kind of I win either way. Tyler, is, is Purdue beating Duke today or no? Uh, honestly, they have a good shot to it. It'll be a close one. But, yeah, Cam's is – had a great weekend for sports and his fandom. But, Cam, I want to know, like, I feel like the best thing about Thanksgiving and holidays is eating too much and then just either napping or just at least, like, yeah. cashing out on a couch not and, like, not moving. How do you, not so if you, have to, if you have to go to three Thanksgivings, are you just doing, like, a light little smorgasbord of trying everything there but not too much because you got a whole nother meal coming and then after that you have a whole nother meal coming after that? I can – so the way it works is we get to uh, Emma's Emma's – cousins technically on her dad's side of um thanksgiving we get there around like 12 we do thanksgiving we eat a big plate eat all that jazz and then we go to emma's grandparents on her mom's side um and uh then we don't eat there because they've already done thanksgiving but they're pretty lenient like they will get us something out if we want but it's more so just family time you know we're spending time with the with the family they get to see the kid, all that jazz. We see her cousins. 
um, which is always nice. We see her aunt and uncle, things like that. Maybe maybe play a card game. Um, her family loves card games, and so do I. So it works out well. And then and then we'll at like by like six o'clock, we'll try to get to my parents' house, where then again we'll eat. So we'll do, we do like two big meals, but three Thanksgivings, and then we'll just snack at her grandparents. So, so yeah, but no day. no nap. No nap. And also I had to like really fight tooth and nail to get football turned on at these places. Other, and I'm like, come on, man. That should, that should just be a staple. Yeah. Right? Thanksgiving. Emma, Emma, Emma has Emma has four girl cousins <laughs> and one guy cousin. And so him and I are just like, hey, can we maybe like throw on football during this meal? And and it's always a fight. But we, we get we usually win. Also, with the World Cup, people are trying to watch that right yeah. now. Thanksgiving's for football, unfortunately. So can't split my time <laughs> tyler other than thanksgiving and sports how was your week it's been uh been solid uh didn't have three thanksgivings to go to so it wasn't that stressful my i actually just stayed home or stayed here for thanksgiving my girlfriend works nights she was sleeping all day because she had to work thanksgiving night she worked the night before that so i just did my own thanksgiving i cooked a, a ham hash browns stuffing mac and cheese i was just like cooking for like three hours i just did my own little thanksgiving and i just nice. got like leftovers for for days at this point so that's how i always like to do whenever i cook thanksgiving i go way overboard because i love nothing more than just ham sandwiches or like turkey sandwiches for the next like three weeks like every day i'm going to work it's like boom there we go we got leftovers easy easy work lunch but yeah other than that been pretty uh pretty average week all in all um honestly like so we're filming this on sunday for me, at least, it doesn't even feel like Thanksgiving. It was just like three days ago. It feels like it was already like ages ago for some reason. I don't know why that holiday seems like it came and passed so fast, but I'm sure Cam is like the opposite because he had so much to do that it's like ingrained in his head. But, but yeah, I've been a chill week all in all. I think that's just us getting older and the, the holidays don't have that spark that they yeah, used to have. Don't have that oomph. For sure. Seth. You don't obviously celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, I know you and uh, you and Anna took a little trip this week somewhere. Yeah, we got um, so it's a place that's like out in the country somewhere, uh, way more than we we'd usually be willing to spend. Like it's, mm. it's crazy prices for what it is. To be honest, but it was really really nice. Had like a sat down meal. It was one of those meals where you get like uh, palate cleansers, amuse bushes, like mm. incredibly nice food. I think I had like. Uh, veal with like a uh, a side of this really weird mash, you know. Like, it was kind of like the menu kind of yeah. food. But yeah, really. You a veal really guy? Weird. You a veal guy? I don't like lamb. I I like veal when I have it, but I don't have it often. I feel like if I had it too yeah. much, it's one of those foods for me that's quite like niche in a way that you have it on like these dinners, but you you wouldn't yeah. overdo it because then it's getting yeah. like a chicken or something like that. Uh, but no, it was really nice. Um, it was nice to get out for a bit. Um, I think had a drink and stuff as well, which was nice. But other than that, pretty like standard week. Very, very busy. Like I've watched so much this week. It feels like already um, ton. a ton came out. But like not only that, we obviously just watched more films than most regular. <laughs> yeah, it's like whenever I put like a, a TikTok up, like how many like ranking the films I watched this week or whatever it might be, people are always like like get a life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But when I've watched like ten films, it's like. I do. I, I promise. This is I my do. life. Yeah, the, the the free time I do have is used on film. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's, I hate when people. It. Everyone's always like, "Man, get a life." And I'm like, "How many video? How much time did you play video games this week?" If the answer is anything more than zero, then you're blowing me out of the water because I'm not touching video games. 
I don't. Like, yeah, it's just our free time spent on movies. Like everyone else does stuff like playing I, video I games, play video but that has like well. less of a stigma, I guess, than watching movies because at least you're like moving your thumbs. I have no clue. I never get like the get a life. People like praise me for watching so. They're like, so I get a lot of comments where it's like, dude. You know, gym, girlfriend, work, tennis, movies. How do you juggle everything? And I'm like, there's a lot of time in the day for me to squeeze in like an hour and a half movie. I don't mm-hmm. think they like I watched Bones and All and then I came home and watched an entire two and a half hour movie after that. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that Tyler has more time in the day than us, though. I mean, me and Anna have this conversation all the time. He, he works full time. He runs two TikTok accounts in which he posts like ten videos a day on each. He does he does the producing for the podcast. He does his own podcast. He what else do you do? You watch nah, like you know you go to the cinema like what six times, times a day. <laughs> well, it I is mean, genuinely like it is like before. well, I did get up at five thirty to film the pod today, so it's like I just. My sleep Jesus. time is cut down, so that's how that's how we, that's how we get it done. You you what, filmed what your you... sports pod before this? I don't. I haven't filmed. I've done that for like a long time. But everything else he said. No, it's five thirty there. Not oh, right oh, now. Right, it's right, six thirty right, right, now. Right, right. Yeah, right. Right. for this one. Right, right. What time yeah. are you going to sleep at the moment, Tyler? It, it depends. I don't really go to bed too. You late. don't have to stay up for football though. Which is nice. Well, like, like last, I mean, still like oh, last I night, like USD, I stayed up to like midnight yeah. last night, like watch, yeah, I watch that thing. Fair. But no, normally I like go to bed before midnight, so like eleven to midnight is my range. Like, yeah, that that wouldn't be enough sleep for me. I don't think. I mean, sometimes, like sometimes week, I just need a reset. Like I'll I'll try. I'll usually sleep five hours a day, but then there's like probably once every like ten days I'll be like I just need to sleep in for like. Seven, so I used hours. to wake up like I used to go half five six every day. I'd go to bed at like half eight. Half nine. five six. It's too early for me to understand what that even means. Sorry. 5.30, 6 a.m. Yeah, I go, I, I go to bed 87% 6. <laughs> uh, mine, make, mine makes sense. This is the thing. Seth, uh, yeah. Seth are you a World Cup guy? Like, are, did you, were you disappointed by the England bro, I tie? Give a f- I, I don't care. <laughs> I said this before. Like, I, I, used to have, I used to go watch matches all the time. I, 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 um, but you my said whole, that, that that was only like seven months ago, you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is the thing. What what happened in that time? I don't know. He got a life. It's not even that. I I grew (laughs) up in like a proper football family. You know, football was like, this is the first international tournament I I haven't watched. I used to watch every game of the season in the Prem, in the Championship. I was so into it. Seven months ago, I I think I... Burn out. I don't know. Like, I just... I, I started watching a bit more like UFC... Uh, mixed martial arts, started watching a bit more film. I missed one game, I missed two, I missed three. Mm. And then it was like, I don't really... I've, I've realized like I'm missing these games. And like I used to miss them and I'd, I'd panic and I'd go and watch the highlights and stuff and I'd be like, okay, I have to catch up. And then I missed them I was like, I, I don't really care. Yeah. Mm. I think it's just like a switch in passion, really. And I just... Because I, I have like <clears throat> film and UFC are like my main things now. I just... I'm just not bothered about it anymore, which is weird. Like, which is very weird. I'll admit. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah. If like go. England finds themselves in like the quarterfinals, though, are you going to be tuning in? Like, if they get deep into the World Cup, are you going to try to catch games, or are you just so not interested? You could care less that they win the whole thing. Probably. Like, Remember, we have a I, lot I, I of English listeners. This could be really most. Fun. Most <laughs> of my like close friends in, in real life are huge football fans. Like, you know, when I went to school with, ones I went to work with, stuff like that. So. Yeah, probably, but like I said, I'm just not. It, it's really weird because I used to go out all day, like drink. You know, I'd, I'd start drinking at like like 
7 a.m. and stuff like that and, until like an England game and it was that was like kind of my whole life and since I kind of switched around and I said I don't drink much anymore I don't really go out much anymore I feel like that comes with the culture a lot of the time I know they say with like American football but drinking going out are often you know combining with football in terms of the culture and because I stopped doing one I just stopped going out for a lot of stuff and which made me you know kind of miss a lot of games and stuff here and there but yeah. if it if if England do get like quite far into it, I probably will watch it, like no doubt. Yeah, realistically. That's like in America. Like most people in America obviously aren't big soccer people and they the only time they really tune in is the World Cup. Yeah. It's it's hysterical to me seeing like yeah, Cam pointing to himself. I it's haven't so watched funny. a single game in <laughs> see, like four years. Yeah, seeing eight, like everyone's support like on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. It's just like so funny. Um, but no, yeah, it's good. It, it funny. It like, yeah, no, like, no one in America gives, gives a shit about soccer 99% of the time. And then all of a sudden on Twitter, people are like, what the hell are these calls, ref? Like as if they've watched any games the last eight years. It's like these refs are freaking blind and they don't even know half the rules. <laughs> Well, Tyler, are are you watching like regularly the World Cup, or are you just tuning in for the USA? So I'm usually a huge World Cup fan, at okay. least like last two World Cups. But this year, I haven't been watching much of the group stage. I've only caught USA games and then like Argentina games. But yeah. once it gets to like the round of sixteen, which is next round, then I'll be watching probably like every game I can. And then when it gets to yeah. like the quarterfinals, I'll be going like out of my way to watch them all. Just, I just think it's cool like how the whole world just comes behind something. You... Question: So you know when like if you see a guy on like. An English guy, a British guy, whatever, on on TikTok talking about American football. Do you take them seriously? I don't I, take anyone seriously on TikTok. Yeah. Fair point. But do, do, okay, does does your do do, do like American I don't know if football. I've ever seen that to be honest with oh, you. I get American, a ton. I, I get a couple. American football is a bad example because I it's I've never met anyone. Who's, I've probably met two people into American football here. Okay, NBA. Let's say something that's huge there. Do you think there's kind of a thing where people from the US will hear a UK person talking about this sport and be like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about? Because yeah. that's here with you guys for football. <laughs> yeah. No one cares what the American has to say football. I could see, like, but honestly, no, for me on TikTok, cares. if someone has like a green screen with like stats or whatever behind them, or just like if they're talking competently about something, whether I don't care what their accent is, like I, maybe it's just a flaw with me, but I'll buy into stuff like. Pretty easily. Yeah, they're maybe just talking it's just strongly about something. But yeah, I guess if Not someone's British here. talking about football, no, it's still soccer. You guys drew drew us. It's soccer. It's, it's soccer. How could it be right? You it's don't soccer. get the football when you don't even kick the ball that much, and it's not you. You can't be foot. You are you can't get enough. All right. I mean, but soccer. You, you, you wear you socks on your football. feet. Didn't soccer come from England? I swear. Did someone fact check me on that? I swear the name soccer yeah, yeah, derived from England. What interesting interesting facts for you. The first ever professional football club is from Sheffield. Nice. Wow. It's all you, baby. Interesting fact there for you. <laughs> all right, let's keep the episode going. Um, we're, we're obviously, we have a ton of reviews coming up. We're going to be reviewing Bones and All, Glass Onion. Uh, we'll quickly review The Fablemans and Strange World. We'll also very quickly review the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um because we have so many reviews, we might keep it light on the news today. It kind of just going to depend on how much time we have. So if you're yeah. a regular listener and you don't hear a news section, don't worry. That's not your headphones giving out or skipping across the pod. That is just because we did not do um, a news section. Let's run through a quick on today in movie history or on this day in movie history, um, which is obviously on the Monday, even though we record on the Sunday. 
The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, the first of the Hobbit series directed by Peter Jackson, premieres in Wellington, New Zealand. Uh, The musical Hamilton, starring Lin-Manuel Miranda and Anthony Ramos, sets a new record for most money earned in a week on Broadway, $3.3 million. In a week. In a week. Leslie Odom Jr., who is in Glass Onion. Leslie Odom Jr. as well, yes. Fuck yeah, Hamilton, awesome. (laughs) Only musical I've ever watched. So good. Wow, you haven't watched In the Heights with Anthony Ramos? Oh, no, sorry, sorry. That's not a... a, Do you mean like... I mean like only like, yeah. And I've only seen it on Disney+. Plus. Okay, okay. So good. Okay. So good. Yeah. Victoria, when we go to London next week, not to sidetrack, Victoria got me tickets to see uh, the Back to the Future musical on the stage play. That's so, nice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and then we have a couple of birthdays. Happy birthday, Karen Gillan. Obviously, our, our girl Nebula. Uh, the, the homie John Stewart is celebrating today. And so is uh, one of the best directors of the century, Alfonso Caron. Um, this is going to be my this is going to be my big idiot. I thought you meant like I thought are you talking John Stewart the American comedian or John Stewart the Green Lantern? The American comedian. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, that's J O N by the way. So okay, my my fault. My fault for spelling that incorrectly on our rundown. Yeah. Uh let's move on. Um I it's up to you guys. I think we should do the quick reviews first. Just get Strange World, the Fable, yeah, that's good Knock them out. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special out of the way quickly. Um, yeah. Did anyone other than myself watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Yep. All right. Yep. Let's talk about it. You uh, should have told Seth to watch it because he watched Werewolf. There was night. no way Seth was going it to was watch. Another, well, no, 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 he loves Guardians. Guardians. It was I another like 45 minutes and it's all okay. about Drax. I, I he will, loves I will Drax. Watch it. Right. He loves so definitely watch it. We'll keep this spoiler free. I don't think there's anything. There it's, there's nothing yeah. really to necessary here. to spoil everything I said in my TikTok review. I'm just going to kind of echo. But Cam, our resident Marvel man, do you want to start us off with a with a little uh, quick review? The only thing I've got from this, and the only idea I can throw out, other than I really liked it. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's but it's so. Here's my only thing. I I think Marvel a lot of times, and I don't have as much of an issue with it as as a lot of people do. I think Marvel a lot of times confuses silly and lighthearted slash fun. This is lighthearted slash fun, whereas Thor: Love and Thunder, I think a lot of people find silly, and a lot of their jokes nowadays are silly and. And it's not, like this has a lot of stupid jokes, but it's I, I don't know if maybe Christmas, the season of Christmas gives it like a little bit of a pass on that. But uh, Christmas is such a joyful time and every everyone is just, you know, for some some people, not so much. But um, it's just I, I don't know really how to explain it necessarily, but I think no. this doesn't take itself too seriously. It's real quick. It's easy to watch. You see what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I think that's a lot of people's main problem with phase four because phase one through three, obviously we had like the typical Marvel corny jokes here and Mm. there, but it never felt silly. It felt lighthearted. It was like, okay, they're trying to make these very serious, high budget action films, but they also want to pander it to the young audience as well. So they're throwing in these lighthearted jokes. Mm. Phase four you know, Doctor Strange saying, let's Scooby-Doo this shit. That's silly. Yeah. Yeah. She-Hulk is silly. Miss Marvel is silly. You know, there's a lot of silly I moments. I like Miss Marvel. In... I know you do. Uh, Miss Marvel's good. High, want... Highest rated show on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Stop. <laughs> <It's> ro- um... <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Anyways, <laughs> James Gunn did a very good job with the holiday special, bringing it back to a lighthearted nature as opposed to just love and thunder comedy that just feels childish. Would you, yeah. would you not say that's down to the characters as well, though? No, it's down to the writing. I think it's I think it's a little bit of both, but I think James Gunn just understands these characters so much and and yeah. knows what their humor is. It's not like super childish humor, but it's kind of like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot humor, yeah. I, which which is better. I think, I think it, comes, it does come down to the writing, of course, because obviously he wrote those characters. I just kind of feel like that those characters themselves in the Guardians can get away with saying stupid shit, whereas Doctor Strange can't because it comes across as forced. That makes sense. Also, yeah. the, the the Guardians characters were always they've been cracking jokes from day one. Like the second we've been mm-hmm. we're introduced to these characters, yeah, yeah, the yeah. first they like Doctor Strange wasn't like yeah. There's the a first, big difference between the first and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, like yeah. The, the the first Doctor Strange, like this man is like straight up depressed, yelling at uh, Rachel McAdams' character in like a very like aggressive way. Like there is no comedy to be found in that movie, really. Yeah, the, the first Doctor Strange. One could say he. No, there's comedy, but like his character was never established as a comedic character the way the Guardians were. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But there is bad comedy in that film. That it's, what's his what's his name? Wong? Wong. Yeah, Wong. Wong's, I mean, oh, see, Wong's come, on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't come out. Like, don't come out, like Wong. Wong. <laughs> no, no, I, like, I liked him. I liked him in. Um, no way home. It wasn't no way home, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah for like for two seconds. Tyler, Wait, what, what did you what think of the holiday special? Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I was gonna say it's, it's similar to Werewolf by Night, but it's re- really not at all. But I just mean in terms of it's another Marvel special presentation that I thought there's nothing to dislike here. Like I, there's nothing at all that was bad. I was really surprised by the reaction I saw on Twitter and people on TikTok saying this is like five out of five stars. I saw several people say this is the best project of MCU Phase Four. There's, I, I mean, that. I know he's talking you about saw that, that. yeah. Like, it's like more common than I was ex- expecting to see. And again, there's like a lot to like about this. There's nothing I dislike, but there's really nothing that blew me away about this, which is nothing wrong about it. Like, I very much enjoyed my 35 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, I just don't really know where people are getting this. Like, this is the I, best I, thing Marvel's I, produced from. That I makes no sense. It's literally a singular episode. Yeah, I just sat like, down and watched it, and yeah. I was like, that was fun and good, but. How are how is anyone being like blown away by this? That's Unless, also the thing. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like even Werewolf by Night, I had such a hard time like ranking it among mm, like it, movies yes, and TV right. shows in Phase Four. Like, mm-hmm. I have it pretty high on my Phase Four rank, but like mm-hmm. even so, it just feels weird ranking it. Like on Letterboxd, I don't think I I haven't even included the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special in my Phase Four ranking yet, just because I have no. So idea. I think it's Phase Five though. Is it, it will be Phase Five because. I don't think it matters first. Uh, yeah, I don't think it matters. But <laughs> technically, Black Panther was last okay. phase okay. four. So we would have talked this if we did our phase four video, yeah. but we'll do that. We'll do that this week. We'll do that eventually. <laughs> we'll do that this week. All right, we'll move on. We're not going to harp on the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, drop a comment. Where would you rank this? We'll just include it in Phase 4. Where would you rank this among Phase 4? Um, I know a lot of people are obviously receiving it very well. Uh, I've seen very few negative reviews. Um, we'll jump right into uh, The Fablemans, which I believe Tyler is the uh, the only soul on this podcast that saw it. Which is um, weird. Like, 
I don't think it's weird. It got to the the favorite so. was never like high. I was. I feel like I was yeah. always the one fighting for it on the pod, saying I was the most excited for it. I don't. I didn't get why like George was like. I feel like you've already made up your mind before seeing it. I'm like, I feel like I've been the most you've positive been the about the Fableman. If no, I, you, if you I had time, watching the Fableman, you have been now. <laughs> it's because it's a joke. <laughs> if I had time between Strange World and the Fablemans, I probably would have taken oh, the Fablemans, but I I didn't have time for either. So oh, well, you did. Okay. yeah, I, yeah, I figured if so. I was gonna pick three movies to watch this week, it was gonna be my most anticipated animated film of the year, and then Glass Onion and Bones and all. That, oh, fair. Most I thought you said most of the film then. No, 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 definitely not. Uh, yeah. All right, Tyler, how was uh, how was the Fablemans? Yeah, so I I really enjoyed it. I'm no Steven Spielberg super fan by any stretch of the imagination. So I saw people saying like the only people who like this movie are like Steven Spielberg super fans, and I'm. Like, obviously, I have no dislike for the guy. He makes great films, but I'm by no means, like, fighting in Steven Spielberg's corner for his movies. So I'm not a big super fan, but still absolutely love this. Um, it's semi-autobiographical coming-of-age drama following Sammy Fableman is supposed to somewhat be mirroring Steven Spielberg's life. And he grows up as a young kid in New Jersey, then he moves to Phoenix, Arizona, and then he moves to Northern California. So the movie's kind of split up into thirds like that based on different stage of his, stages of his life. And the first two acts of this movie, I literally thought were perfect. Like, I was so enthralled. And I think all of you guys on this podcast, especially people listening to this because you love movies, you'll feel the same. Because the first act of this film in New Jersey is when he's first discovering his love for cinema, which is really cool to see. But the second act for film fans is so cool because it's literally all him making movies and, like, making movies with his friends and you can see just using old-time cameras, using practical effects, and it's just like them in the desert making films and showing them to people. And it's just so cool to see all this come together on the screen, and you're just... I just wish it stayed like that the whole movie, because through the first two thirds, I was like, this is a 10 out of 10 film. They then moved to California, which is when high school Steven Spielberg... Not Steven Spielberg, high school Sammy Fableman comes into play. And this is where it does fall into some of the just classic coming-of-age tropes, like... There's bullies in the high school that, like, the acting are like, oh, were bullies actually like that? Maybe they were, but it's like, come <laughs> on now. And I think the problem was the the actor who plays Sammy Fableman, because this movie has Paul Dano, has Michelle Williams, that's a great cast, and then Seth Rogen as well, and they all nail it. But the the kid actor who plays Sammy Fableman, uh, like Daniel LaFamel, I don't have it pulled up right now, but I don't know his name. He, I thought he was, like, my favorite part in the movie, and when he gets to high school, like, he's acting so great, but just everyone else in his high school is just that kind of corny, cringe acting, so it just doesn't really flow well. So I still very much enjoyed it. I give it a 9.1 out of 10. But again, for me, the first two-thirds, I was fully enthralled, thought this was, like, a perfect film. Final third, I was like, ah, this is losing me a little bit just because it's just not as clean as the first two-thirds, but still very, very enjoyable. Enjoyed it way more than I expected. I, I hated the trailer every time I was on it. I thought it was the most corny cinema fest like trailer ever with just that voiceover and that corny uplifting music but this movie is nothing like that tonally i i really enjoyed it i still think some people might say it's like boring and overly cinematic and just oscar bait or whatever based on them watching it just not being as blown away by it but for me i went in with high but not amazingly high expectations and i would say this surpassed it so i'll leave it there for do you know where it goes on your rankings of 2022 so far yeah 9.1's gotta be high right yeah Yeah, i put it right under decision to leave like six seven maybe wow no so right now fableman's at 13 for me really 
Wow. Seth, Seth, Seth's nine. reaction to knowing that decision to leave is number 12. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've won, I've 118 2022 films logged to this yeah. point. So yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's, there's yeah. What's your time? You're at 118. I'm... Yes. Dude, where so I'm at you and Ken. Where are you like, pulling these? Yeah. Out? So you're past me. I'm at 105. But last week on the I, pod, you guys were like seeing who's going to get to 100 first. No, and yeah, and up. Cam beat me, and I did that, he, that Jordan, Michael that, Jordan meme, and took I took that, that personally. personally. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm at 105. I, I haven't seen Decision to Leave, and that's why I haven't posted my top 10. Like, Is that still getting like a really limited release for you? Uh, yeah. I think at this point, it's just not in theaters, yeah. honestly. And it's very limited here now. What like, have, 91 would be five for me. Interesting. Yeah, and I guess you have bones and all up there. So I've been no promising the last couple of weeks too that I'm going to be re-rating every single movie that I've watched because I do need to. Which I'm not going to be touching every single rating, but I want to go oh, through every wait. single movie and be like, does this need to be altered? So some oh, will shift around. But I I do that yeah. so quick. So like after I I'm like the biggest like culprit of recency bias. Like after I saw Lightyear, I had given it a four and a half out of five stars. Oof. I still have it at a four. I have it. I I rewatched it and now I have it at a three and a half out of five. But like I did that, like like even Thor: Love and Thunder, I gave it four out of five at first, and I was like, all right, whatever. Is it? Is it? You know, people annoy me when they just comment recency bias. I think it's. I think it's cinema bias. I I I think recency bias does exist. Maybe, but I, I do. think I, I do think when you I don't watch think my sports enough to admit to recency bias when, because then I'd be screwed. When you watch a film in the cinema, it is. So like I can't say how many times I've dropped it from rewatching outside. Yeah, like cinema, it does heighten the experience. Yeah, I, see, I guess I see where you're coming from, Seth. But also, I think I can work against you in the favor because in that favor because for me, and this isn't because of cameos. Everyone knows I'm like the least MCU guys. So it's not cameo. Thing. No, it's cameos. But Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness was one of my most disappointing theater going experiences. I went with my girlfriend and like the credits rolled. I was like I didn't like that at all like nothing about this was good whereas i it's not and she's like it wasn't bad i'm like you're right it's not bad like it was an above five out of ten movie but i was so disappointed because i went to the theater i hyped it up and had the theater experience and it wasn't worth it that i feel like when you go to a theater expecting something good and you're expecting to get that theater experience and it doesn't hit then you can maybe be overly harsh as well mm. but i say more yeah. often than not you're right whereas like you're gonna probably elevate there's, there's definitely the exceptions yeah, yeah there's definitely exceptions Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on. Thank you, Tyler, for running through our Fablemans. Um, if I'm being honest, I have no idea when I'm going to check this out. Um, hopefully this week. Uh, but, Monday. Yeah, I do. 27th of January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, I'll run through. Uh, no one else saw Strange World, right? Uh, unfortunately not. All right. I'll run through it very quickly. I'll, I'll also just make this little TikTok plug at Movies and Stuff 14. I posted my full review there. Um, <laughs> if, if they don't know you at this, point, they're already gonna follow you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so funny enough, I think I'm on the like opposite end of, of how Tyler was for the Fablemans, where I fucking love the Strange World trailer. Um, I, 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 I absolutely adored it. it. It literally, and I'm not just saying this for the sake of saying it, but it, it looked like it was gonna be like this combination of, of, of like interstellar and then like ant-man and the wasp quantumania <laughs> type thing so like it's out it looked absolutely ridiculous it looked like, I, this, I like the trailer. yeah it looked like it, like it was going to be this just massive you know massive scale science fiction epic which in a way it was uh, 
but but my level of excitement, like I said, it was my number one anticipated animated film of the year, uh, which might shock people considering that you know I think I expressed well, a lot of excitement for Lightyear. Uh, I would that was I could not wait for that. Um, uh, a journey deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fix- fantastical creatures await the legendary clades, a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial uh, mission. This film stars Dennis Quaid, Gabrielle Union, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gabrielle uh, Union's in it. Yeah, it's got a it's got a I pretty like decent cast. I actually I like saw a, a funny uh, a funny interview where the interviewer was talking to Dennis Quaid and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and they were like. Oh. And they were like, oh, Jake, this is the second time you're playing Dennis Quaid's son. And Jake was like, wait, what? I've never played his son before. And it's like, yes, you did, asshole. It's called uh, The Day After Tomorrow or whatever yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, did, did everyone see that? Did you see? Yeah, the, that, yeah, that's the like, best interview every, moment ever. It's a strange ever. world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, 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 that was the worst, <laughs> the most crazy. As a Jake Joe and Hall diehard fan, it was hard to be on his team for that one. <laughs> he like he looked to the guy. Yeah, but give right. him a laugh. Give him a sympathy so laugh. Bad. Oh my god, you're an actor. <laughs> Act like that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but oh god, that was overall, yeah, that's the, an all-time the, the interview film, moment. I'm not gonna harp on this too much. Um, the film was good. Uh, I think it lacked that that spark. That we usually see in Disney, that you know you see in Coco, that you see in Inside Out. Um, very rarely do animated films not make me tear up, and I just I didn't feel that way after a Strange World. I don't think this film did a good enough job at truly making me care about these characters. Um, you know, the and I don't want to spoil anything, and I won't. But like, there's one particular instance in this movie that should have made me cry, just given what was going on, but. It happened so quickly. It happened so fast. The movie, again, didn't do a good enough job at making me give any shit about these characters. The trailers did hold up in terms of the spectacle that this movie was. Uh, I said in my TikTok review, whoever designed this world, this fantasy land that they traveled to, whoever designed some of these creatures is, one, incredibly talented, two, a weird person, and three, probably on some sort of drugs when <laughs> doing their little animating shit because you see some creatures and you're like who thinks of that like that's fucking weird it's not that's like how, that's it's how not i feel like about bugs and all yeah <laughs> it's not george it's not like mad god level is it like it tells the no no it's not, <laughs> it's not i mean this the stop motion of mad god just makes it so much dirtier <laughs> weird which is weird but yeah um so like i said the spectacle aspect of this film holds up and you guys know i'm an absolute sucker for that shit um and just seeing it on the big screen was very cool. Um, I also mentioned in my in my TikTok review, and uh, again, no spoilers. This movie does harp on on a lot of adult themes. You know, uh, uh, climate change. You know, we have uh, a lot of um, LGBTQ characters. We have a lot of interracial couples. By no means does that turn me off, but I think the movie focused a little too much on emphasizing the 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 more adult themes of this movie rather than actually developing their characters and, and giving us something to care about. Um, and that aspect of the film, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Letterboxd. It's being review bombed for those reasons, which I think is stupid. Um, I think there are a lot of movies that take those themes and just shove them down your throat. This movie does a very good job at making it more so educational because at the end of the day this is a kids movie and i think this movie does a very good job at 
at making this an educational film for the you know up and coming children of the world. Um, overall, I won a three and a half out of five stars. I still enjoyed my experience. It was a quick hour and forty minutes. Um, uh, so I think three and a half, slightly above average, but like I said, it just lacks that that Disney spark that we usually see. Quick one, like this this film obviously didn't get marketed that well. I've just looked on Letterboxd, and obviously this isn't like the the be all and end all. This has under six thousand like yeah. logs. Wow, low. It's, this it's, is so it's one really of Disney's low. most like worst openings worst, of all time. Yeah, yeah, worst so yeah. it's funny enough. So. I, it broke like two or three days ago that it has the lowest cinema score of any Disney film ever at a B. And people are like, oh, that's a terrible score. Then it drops that Bones and All got a cinema score of B. And everyone was like, wow, that's a great score. Great cinema movie. score's hard. Cinema score is hard. I don't really know how that works. I don't know. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, the I don't either. either. I just find it funny that like Disney has set such a high standard mm. that a B is the lowest wow. score they've ever had and people are thinking it's a bad movie but then something like a bones and all gets a b and people are like wow what a showing that's a great film what, or something what like do that. we what do we say is the main reason for people why people aren't going to see this though because under six thousand for an animation is so much it. animation it's yeah it's one it's a it. tough week one there's a ton of yeah, new releases a lot of films, and Obviously, a lot of adults aren't going to be picking to see Strange World over Glass Onion or Bones mm. and All or the Fablements. Yeah, but at the same time, it's also Thanksgiving week in America. So, one, a lot of families and are either... Are the, the, the primary source of audience is children, and they're either on vacation, they're either just hanging with the family on the holidays, and the parents can't be bothered to go to a movie. So I think it's a poor timing of the release. And also, like you said, Seth, terrible marketing i only yeah, saw yeah. strange world marketing in theaters when i saw yeah. those trailers i never but, saw it outside and but, i will say like outside of the u.s um like the u.s is one of the biggest markets but like we talked about this last week china is the biggest second biggest i think yeah. it is um, um it's no way it's getting released in china no it's gonna be and so no. that's that's another big thing when's the last time a disney movie didn't get released there i think may maybe light year that's pixar technically so yeah. uh, but I, I i don't know the last time uh, an animated movie didn't get released there because obviously they're going into uh like more educational themes on the lgbtq community um which i will say as like a as a newborn dad i'm glad to see that because i kind of grew hey, up and didn't well. have anything like that and I, I, I was an idiot for a lot of my life um but then you start like learning things and not being an idiot so i'm glad I mean, my, maybe my kid won't be a dumbass. <laughs> it's okay, Ken. We'll we see. love you. We don't think you're a dumbass. We'll see. Um, and then we, we want to do our two big reviews of Glass Onion and Bones and all. Um, Cam, did you finish Andor? I I did not. The, right, well, the big Star Wars fan did not finish I was, it. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how dare you? Um, we'll, I know. So we'll, I didn't we'll, have time, man. Nah, that's fine. All. We're gonna we'll we'll breeze through. Uh, we won't talk about Andor because I do want to talk about that with with no. Cam. Maybe we could do it next week or even. Uh, I'll it. be yeah. I'll be do, done with it next week. Yeah, for sure. perfect. There's I don't think there's any rush to to review this. So let's get into um, let's do Glass Onion first because I think I think Bones and all we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit longer about. Yeah, yeah, there's more. Uh, yes, Cam. Can we pause? Can I shit? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll be back. All right, so in a, in a week of, of a ton of releases, uh, all four of us got out to see Glass Onion and Bones and All. Let's start with Glass Onion. Um, 
like I said, I think Bones and All is going to require a little bit more time. And I think Glass Onion, it's a movie. I don't even necessarily think we need to go into spoilers. We're probably going to, but it's a very, you know. I have a lot. Of, I, I, dry. I, I, I have a it. lot of spoiler talk. I feel right. so perfect. So we'll start yeah. with you, Cam. We'll, no spoilers. We'll start yeah. with just general, uh, uh, just thoughts. I know we all rated this uh, decently high. I gave it a four out of five. I think Cam, you were five. the same. Yeah, I have an and eighty-three out of hundred. Tyler, Tyler, you were out of three. Three, three out of five. Three out of five. All right. So we'll Love. start with uh, we'll start with Cam. Cam, overall thoughts on Glass Onion? I really like this movie. Um, it so it's very different from the original knives out one of my favorite movies of all time honestly at this point um glass onion was probably my most anticipated movie maybe it definitely one of them i don't i don't know what i uh, had higher hopes for just because of how much i love the first one uh, obviously well some people say it's better than the first i i don't believe that i i truly hold the first in very high regard i think i have like a 98 out of 100 like i love it and i and i said this um earlier to you guys that's a big part of that is because um is because of how rewatchable it is for me like i've gone back to that movie eight eight nine times for some reason i just keep going back to it whereas glass onion i think leans is definitely more of a straightforward uh murder mystery a Gla- uh, knives out i think is a murder mystery but they kind of tell you the murder right away um i'm not going to spoil it i guess but if you haven't seen it yet who cares um it, it knives out like it kind of explains the murder right away and that's not the intrigue the intrigue is like what how it happened i feel like whereas glass onion is definitely more of a murder mystery um and i texted you guys like 10 minutes into the movie after we met all the characters and was like this is the murderer i'm guessing it right now didn't even know who got killed so (laughs) i was i was completely thrown off with who got killed because i thought it was the person you expect to get killed um up until that point so then when that happened i was like oh wait okay now i'm all all thrown off but i'll keep my same guess doesn't matter we could talk about that in the spoilers um but I think this movie struggled at the start and I think the ending was a little bit more of a spectacle than substance. Um, and I think those are the biggest takeaways, but I think like if we're splitting it into fifths, the first fifth and second and final fifth are great, but the middle, like three fifths of this movie is so good to me. And I, I really, really do enjoy it, especially once they get on like the boat and the Island and like the murder mystery stuff starts picking up. I think Ryan Johnson does a really good job with his characters really good job like explaining the story um just struggled getting going and 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 ending i think a little bit so all right nice tyler yeah so since everyone's gonna be comparing knives out to glass onion i'll just start off with that so i don't know a way to formulate this into words to make sense but something about so both of these movies largely take place in one house but that means very different things when you see the houses that both take place Mm -hmm. in and I feel like the Knives Out setting, I don't know if it's the fall atmosphere as opposed to, like, a beach house on the island. But something about that, the, the Knives Out setting, just feels more comforting and more rewatchable. Glass Onion is so much of a spectacle. that I feel like mm-hmm. it's almost, like, too much for me to want to, like, watch this five, six times like I did with Knives Out. Where Knives Out felt more quaint and grounded. Whereas Glass Onion was so much, like, raw in your face. Which was fun from a production value. Like, this movie clearly had an elevated budget. Elevated time went into these... Uh, set pieces like the house and the glass onion itself was just looked incredible um but it was very much escalated 
And for me, the, my biggest issue with Glass Onion, the reason I'm the lowest, is I just didn't connect with any of the characters. And obviously, none of these characters are really likable. They're all supposed to, like, this is supposed to have social mm. commentary about being anti-Uber wealthy, Uber elite classism. But I feel like in, in the original Knives Out, Ana de Armas' character, you get to see that character development with her. You get to latch onto her and you kind of root for her. Whereas in this one, I just feel like I didn't really care for anyone in terms of like any twists or turns that happened. I was like, oh, that's interesting, but it didn't really affect me. And then same thing with the Knives Out. I feel like the motive for the murder and why it happened made more sense in terms of like I could see why that person would go after the killing. Whereas in this one, they all had motives, but they all also had enough of a reason to not want him dead that I just didn't really feel like... That's why I just felt like it was so predictable for me, which we'll get more into the spoilers, but I was just like, none of them would actually kill this guy based on their life with him. So that's why, like, when the overall whatever came to be, I was just like, eh, I don't know. It wasn't once we get into once we get into spoilers, I had that like same thought at first, and then as I thought more about it, I I like started to really enjoy it. Once we get in spoilers, I wanna I wanna talk about yeah, that a little for bit, sure. Tyler. But okay, just wrapping up my commentary on it is uh I thought and, and I thought all the acting performances were good. I didn't really think anyone was great in this. Um, I, I, Edward Norton was pretty good, but none of them really blew me away. Um, Madeline Klein, I know she's playing a character that doesn't really have to have much range, but I didn't really care for her in this movie. Same with Dave Bautista. Again, it's kind of his shtick. He's starting to be typecast at this point to basically play that Drax-type character where there's not really going to be much substance behind the eyes. Uh, he, he was fine for whatever. I don't know. I just feel like this movie which I do appreciate social commentary. Maybe it's just because I've seen so many with the menu, with Triangle of Sadness, that at this point I've just seen so much. But it, this movie, to me, almost just delved into satire mode at sometimes with how over-the-top it was with the social commentary, especially when they're introducing these characters. Um, but again, not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. Very fun to look at from a production value. Awesome cast. Um, fun little story. I just found it very overly predictable. Didn't really care for the acting performances or the characters much. Um, but still, above average movie. I enjoyed my time with it. Just was honestly a pretty big letdown for me, at least in the theater. All right, which makes sense. You gave it a three out of five, which is the lowest of of all five of all four of us. Um, Seth, you were a little higher. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, it's a weird one because I, I kind of agree with Tyler. I think bigger isn't always better when it comes to production and kind of the, the setting. There was there was this charming quaint. Um, atmosphere in the first with this you know, like like Tyler said it's based in two houses but they are really you know the polar opposites of each other it, it didn't really have the same charm to it I, I I think it was witty I think it wasn't as tight as the first one in terms of its script but I think there were there were some really funny moments at times um, like Tyler said I didn't really like many of the characters at all uh, I didn't really think they, they offered much I think they were yes done well with the social commentary aspects but I don't know it, it didn't really work for me in terms of the characters um, I didn't a lot of people are putting that down to the cast. Yes, the cast was probably better in the first one, of course, but I, I do think that is an expedition. I think it's a character issue more than just the cast itself. Um, also, can we talk about how we need to stop using like coronavirus jokes in films now? Dude, that's kind of one thing. That's kind of one thing where I'm like, I wish they didn't do because I just COVID sucked. We just it's, I just I want to get weird. away from it. Yeah. We're, I under- we're, we're past the point. I understand when it was just out of it. Yeah, he wrote this. Like, he wrote this during back. COVID, so I get it. Like, totally get it. I just, Remove I'm it. like, it's something Remove that I'm it. like, I just don't want to hear about. I don't it, care. It, it, like, I, 2020 and 2021, that sucked. We're yeah, past. I, we're, yeah, I, I get you. I get you. The um, 
the first sort of 10 minutes i thought i was gonna hate i really hated the introduction of the, the characters i, I did really too i did too um kind of the middle part i actually really enjoyed like when we kind of did get a little twist in there yes it was predictable but honestly i i, I don't think that takes away dampens the viewing much for me because i actually found the first one quite predictable but again i really really liked the first one um and i didn't love the end uh, i think it was a little bit too predictable for me but I, it was it, again it was a spectacle i can see a lot of people liking it i just i think it was a i think it was a tight script i don't think it was anywhere near the first one uh, as most people a lot of people actually are did prefer glass onion which really mm-hmm. surprised it me. has a higher so we talked about I, this it has down. a higher letterbox but, but like, it's way less lines. yeah way less yeah views but... i i can't believe it's got a 4.1 to give it like i yeah <laughs> talking about it now i'm like convincing myself that i should put it down to three because i feel like i have a lot of negatives to this but i i did enjoy it i think it was funny um runtime uh was was it 220 for this one yeah too long I, for me for me i i actually didn't feel the runtime that much mm-hmm. which surprised me yeah. um i actually thought it was perfectly fine in terms of that runtime but the, yeah the characters are an issue. in a in a in a murder mystery like this you want the characters to be the forefront you want to invest into each of them i cared maybe i think uh Janelle Monet was that her? Her name, the actor. Mm-hmm. I think she, I think she was pretty good. I think she was probably one of the standouts. Mm-hmm. I quite like Edward Norton's character, him just playing a, just a horrible person. Um, but apart from that, that was pretty much it. Batista made me laugh at times, but that's just because, like, you, you have a soft spot for Batista, though. Yeah, I think I, I think I do because I he just like he's just an idiot and he just plays the same cast. But I mean, in fairness, he plays these characters so so well. well. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's like, like that. I, I, I actually. Found, I probably laughed more at his stuff than the majority of anybody else's, I would say. Yeah. But no, it was fine. I just think bigger doesn't always mean better, and it wasn't as tight. And it, I, the, I, the characters in the first one were so great that I think it puts the characters in this one down by quite a lot. But yeah, three point five, yeah. uh, three out, three point five out of five. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll wait to rewatch it to see if that goes down. But it probably will, to be honest. Yeah, I think this is definitely one that's going to require a rewatch. Um, and one thing you mentioned, Seth, I. I mentioned in my TikTok review, I was like, this movie's bigger, it's louder, it might be funnier than the first. And then I go on to say, I don't think it's better than Knives Out. And a lot of people were like, well, that sounds kind of like an oxymoron. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because it's just like being bigger and louder and doesn't mean better. maybe yeah. funnier, depending on who you ask, is not necessarily correlate to being a better film. Yeah. Um, and then one thing, uh, one, one sentiment of Cam's that I want to echo is the rewatch value on Knives Out, the first one. I've seen that movie so many times. Every single time, I'm like, oh, no way is that what's happening. It gets me every time, that twist. Um, I absolutely love the first Knives Out. Uh, in, in a year, 2019, which I consider to be one of the greatest in film history, it's in my top five of the year. So I just like Cam, I hold it to such a high regard. Um, obviously, it's a five out of five on Letterboxd for me, uh, which makes uh, which means it's on my greatest of all time list. Um so, yeah, I was pretty excited coming into this one. I was also a little bit nervous because I didn't think Knives Out necessarily needed a sequel. I thought it was perfectly fine as a one-off. Um, but do I you do count love... this as a sequel? Yeah, yeah I think it's, ben... it's under the same franchise. Yeah, just because that's... Benoit Blanc is in it. Yeah, okay, it's... that's fine. I'm just saying, like, it's not, like... It's not a traditional sequel. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. fine. One thing I will say, I love Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. I, I think he... The, the whole... And this isn't a spoiler. The whole conversation about winning it and, and getting an iPad yes, had me dude. losing my oh mind. Oh, my God. Man. Uh, I, was I, I think he's so good in this movie. Uh, 
but yeah, this film, like you guys said, and we'll jump at the spoilers quickly because you guys basically said everything I feel. It's flashier than the big one, than the first one. It's larger than the first one. It's on, it's on a larger scale than the first one. And I don't think it's as necessarily witty as the first one. I think Ryan Johnson does a really good job at bringing back that that quick, fast-paced dialogue between our characters, which I think made Knives Out so successful. Um, Tony Collette not being in this movie just brings it down a couple of stars yes. immediately. Uh, although, although, what I will say, I was really excited when Ethan Hawke came on, and I was like, Man, are dude, we going to get like an Ethan yeah. Hawke character in here? Like, I, yeah. I, I love Ethan Hawke. So I, I, was didn't so know, I didn't know he was in the movie. No, mm-hmm. same, same. And I kept seeing a bunch of tweets that were like, there's one like cameo that's going to make everyone lose their mind or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it in the spoilers, but it wasn't the Ethan Hawke cameo. And I was so upset because I really thought he was going to be like, I don't know, like the butler or something of the whole. Yeah, weekend. like something of the. I thought thing. it was going to be dope. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had a great time. I think this is a movie you need to catch on the big screen. It's just, it's just it's a lot of fun to watch. The, the, I don't think any of us denied that. I don't think any of us were bored while watching this film. Um, no, I, I, I gave it a four out of five stars. I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, I still think there were some elements that could have used a lot of work, I think. Um, you know, the, the, the simple nature of the first one and, and like you guys said, but it is weird. Like the, the, the calm fall aesthetic just kind of elevates this whodunit storyline in a very weird way. Um, so let's get into spoilers. Um, and Cam, I'll start with you because I know you have, uh, your, your little list guy. Um, uh, I don't have a list this week, but I, I do. Have, like, I do have talking points. All right. Um, so. We're in spoilers. Um, yes, all that we, we are so, in spoilers. So if you haven't seen Knives Out I'm um, gonna just, or Glass Onion, just leave. Please. I'm going to explain the twist a little bit. Is that all right, George? So so Perfect. there is an Ana de Armas character like in this movie. It's Janelle Monet's character, but it is not the character you think she is. Which she So she's a twin sister of, of um, Aunt, Aunt Angie, Addie. Addy. And Andy. 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 I was close. Almost had it. Uh, so Andy is a friend of these five or these four other people, I guess. And then Andy had the idea, which um, he, uh, uh, Edward Norton's character steals. Uh, Andy finds. So Edward Norton's character, his entire company is based on a napkin that he says he wrote on. And then that blew up his company. Andy actually wrote that napkin, but in court, she wasn't able to find the napkin. After the court, she finds the napkin. She hit it somewhere, finds it, sends an email. Hey, I'm going to burn this guy to the ground. Edward Norton kills Andy. And then Andy has a twin sister. So just everyone. Poor decision making there. (laughs) So time out. I want to come back to that. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. No, that. I want to come back to a lot of poor decision makings, though. Um, But yeah. So and also a trope I don't really like, but I think worked well is throwing a twin sister or twin brother into a movie, because how are you supposed to guess that? Right. It's not it's not even fun at that point, because why (laughs) would you say a twin sister? I think it worked here because like that wasn't I mean, it was the twist, but it it was explained so early on, like in Knives Out. That's what I like. Like they explain it. That's not the point of the movie, kind of. Um, And then obviously on the island, Dave Bautista's character gets killed. And that's when I was like, throw. I was like, wait, I thought Edward Norton's character was going to get killed. Now I'm thrown off a little bit. Um, but so, yeah. And then and then you think Edward Norton's character kills um, Danielle Monet's Andy's sister, Helen, Helen, 
So yep. she's she's in disguise on the island as Andy. Um, okay, so that's kind of the story. The the big thing that I want to mention is Tyler. You say like this is a predictable movie, which it kind of is. Um, I, uh, I I think maybe I, I. So did you guys see him hand? Dave yes. Batista the Drake. So did, yes. so did I. Right, right then and there, I was like, "Please don't make this." The it's twist. it's one of those things where oh I saw it God. and then he explains it. I'm like, "Did I see that right, or am I an idiot?" Um, so Dude, yes, I I didn't. I when I left the theater, I wanted to flex to everyone that I saw him, but I didn't know if that. I didn't want them to think that I was just like being like, "Oh, he didn't actually yeah. guess it." He's just saying. I swear, I I saw that right away, and then obviously Batista goes down, and I was like, "No way did I just actually catch that." I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I don't think it wasn't, it was supposed to be non-obvious. I think it was supposed to be in your face because so obviously uh, Edward Norton's character, uh, the uh, big CEO guy, he is the killer. He kills um, Andy. He kills Dave Batista because Dave Batista is allergic to pineapple juice. um, And it's just an allergen closes Mm -hmm. his throat right away. He says at the starter, no, he says he doesn't fuck with pineapple. But then later, um, his girlfriend is like, she can't even, uh, Madeline Klein's character, he can't even have a drop. So, so I also like think it was predictable. But in the explainer, one of my favorite fucking parts of this movie and why I like it so much is Benoit Blanc is doing his whole explainer thing. You know, he's talking about the glass onion, peeling back layers, which by the way, every time he opens his mouth, I am so giddy. (laughs) Yeah, I was dying laughing at like half of his lines just because it's Daniel Craig talking like that. His explainer is like, and and early in the movie, he's like, "There's no way it's it's Ethan Nor- or Edward Norton's character. He's he's too smart for that." And then at the end, he's like, "Wait a minute, you're a dumb shit." The, the, Edward Norton's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. And I loved the, that the, explainer. The flashback that, to the word, the pronunciation. Yes, of man. And I noticed that too. You're right. watching it, and you're like, "What did he just say?" But he's <laughs> like, he's like, this guy is a fucking idiot making us all think he's smart. So yeah, he handed him the drink because he's an idiot. He went and drove to, to her house and killed her because he's a fucking idiot. And he didn't think anything through. He uses Daniel Craig early in the movie tells him that that inviting all of these people to an Island that basically want to kill him is like turning the lights off and putting a loaded gun on the table. And then that's what he does. And he's like, you stole my fucking thing because you're a goddamn idiot. I love that, man. I, I don't know if like, I, Tyler, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because like that was like one of those things where I was like, as I thought about it more, I'm like, holy shit, they told you everything that like happened and they explained it like no way he did this. He's too smart. He knew he'd get caught if he got if he got this email and then he went and got went and killed her. But he's just so goddamn dumb. He'd do it. So that's something I really, really liked. And that's that's my biggest like talking point is is that he's a goddamn idiot and that's the explainer. Which makes sense. I don't know. Anyone can give their thoughts. No, I mean like I you said, like I, I anytime anytime Benoit Blanc opened his mouth, that was my like favorite part of the movie, just because he's mm-hmm. Daniel Craig in that role is just so so hilarious. But yeah, to me, mm-hmm. I saw him hand the drink and Same. then it was, it was right after it was right after he showed him his phone, I was like I, there's just no way in this moment he's showing him his Twitch stream numbers because also that just doesn't make sense that why is yeah. a Twitch stream blowing up with views when it's a live stream platform? You, you, so I'm I like, think he, he said YouTube. Oh, I thought I thought he was a Twitch streamer, it, but 
whatever. He's both, but, Either but way, I, I immediately, once he showed him that and then he died, I was like, okay, clearly he just showed him something that's going to corrupt his whole business empire. So that's, mm-hmm. so that's why Edward mm-hmm. Norton killed him. And I was just kind of surprised that it went there. But like you said, they did try to like make it tidy, similar to Knives Out, where like the whole murder isn't really the whole mystery the whole time. But mm-hmm. I also felt like the Janelle Monet, like obviously, like you said, you can't see a twin coming. That's not something you can predict mm-hmm. because it's just anyone can throw it. It's like, oh, we have a carbon copy. Ha, loser, you didn't know that. But the second she got to the island, you knew like she was clearly going to be involved because he was very surprised mm-hmm. she was there. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of what you said, like I, I did like the ending and the whole reveal is always great. Like, and they're going to make more knives out than just this. There's going to make a third one at least. And that's always my favorite part of every movie is of, of these knives out is when he's doing his whole yeah. explainer bit. But then after that, and I, I don't want to completely derail the topic, but I'm just saying like after the explainer bit, I think the end just dragged on with like, they just kept smashing glass and smashing glass and they're just fire and fire. No, that, like, that I agree with. That's what like, I don't like the, after the explainer is when it like just becomes, it takes it to a 10 and they, they blow up the Mona Lisa and, and they are ex- destroying this glass and the, yeah, the fuel he made or says he made is like an explosion, just like a catalyst to an explosion. Like that, I didn't love. I'm with I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. But did I you like guys? So do you agree with what me and Seth were saying that like these characters were a lot less like you got a lot less invested in these characters than you did in Knives Out? Yeah, I definitely. I, I think Knives Out was the better collection of one just stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just overall the Knives Out cast was were just better actors and actresses. Um, but that's not to say Glass Onion, because I thought Kate Hudson was awesome. I thought mm-hmm. Catherine Hahn was fantastic. Was fantastic. Hahn, yeah. yeah, I thought the cast did well for what they had to be there for. Um, I, I think just the I writing think... around them just didn't make me kick for them as much as possible. Like, every, everyone in... Sorry, Cam. Everyone in Knives Out. Like, all throughout Glass Onion, she's writing down motive, yes, or opportunity, no, or yes, or whatever. In knives out like you really feel like everyone has a motive to have killed their father you really feel that Mm -hmm. um and that's because the movie does such a good job at just building up a story around everyone whereas i feel like glass onion just kind of glossed over everything very quickly and just kind of expects you to be on board with it which obviously a lot of people weren't necessarily on board um but again i say this cast was bad i enjoyed these guys Mm -hmm. together very much one uh, one so, thing we one thing we kind of glossed over that I want to touch on is, I personally really really disliked the opening twenty ish minutes when mm-hmm, they were introducing us. It yeah. almost felt like a poorly executed uncut gems almost to where it was like there's so much noise and cutting and stuff that you're supposed to feel like overwhelmed and stressed, but it it didn't work for me. I just really did did not oh, like the I, whole games yeah, and like it. especially did, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Kate Hudson's character at that party like. All of that was just like Thanks, really dude. annoying, dude. But I, she was so fucking funny in that when she's like, when she's like, I'm staying off. She's like that that uh, canceled celebrity who's staying off the internet because she she tweeted a <laughs> uh, ethnic slur or something, right. and then right. she's like, she's like, I went to I went as Whitney Houston as a tribute, and it's like this chick's a dumbass, yeah. and, and that yeah. that like that like had me die and my theater too dying laughing, man. Um, but no, I agree with you. The like splitting of the camera showing all three of them and they're on the phone trying to figure this out. I thought that I didn't like that at, at all. Honestly. I, I thought um, I was going to have it. Just, it just didn't necessarily make sense. Cause like, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, like, why couldn't he have just mailed the letter? Like, what was the point of all of these, like, simple games? I think it's just, like, he always sends games. That's yeah. Their, that's their thing. But it, it, The box looked cool, though. You yeah, know? it's fun. Well, I think fun, if fun, they fun. were doing it individually and not on the calls, I would have liked not it. The calls, I, I think yeah. it's the splitting of the camera and they're talking to each other and they're figuring out so easy. Yeah. I didn't like that. I'm that's, with you there. That's used in, in many films. And I never really yeah. like it. I don't. I think it just comes across as messy, to be honest. I don't, yeah. I just don't enjoy it. I, I, I will say to the point of the characters, I, I liked this cast not no not more than Knives Out. I, it's not comparable. We talked about it before. It's a B. It's a B plus cast to the A plus that was in Knives Out. Doesn't matter. We knew that was going to happen. I, to the characters though, I liked that all of these characters were just shitty people. And they and this this is Emma's point. So shout out her because I, I agree with her. Um, she brought up after we saw it. We she liked that. None of these characters even tried to redeem themselves until until the better for it was no it was better for them to redeem themselves than to stay on his side because they're all such shitty people Mm -hmm. and they want to be on the right side of history or on the right side of everything that they finally at the end are like wait a minute this guy's fucked now let's go against him I I like that because even when uh, he burns the original napkin. They're still not. They're still on his side because he's got the lawyers. He's got the money to talk himself out of it. They'll be fine if he gets out of this. But at the end, when this dude is the reason the Mona Lisa was destroyed, uh, which by the way is just a, a wild thing to throw in a movie. But I, I didn't like love. that. Every every time the Mona like, Lisa, oh, glasses, every time, yeah, I, 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 I chuckled yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's just you know it's just if you got enjoyment yeah. out of it or not. But yeah. I, I do like that the characters were all shitty and, and they weren't redeem they weren't redeemed at all really but they kind of were but it was only because they found reason to go yeah. against him you know uh, yeah that's and i wouldn't even consider it a problem i still gave this movie a four out of five i still hold it to pretty high regard i did have a great time with it but i i absolutely dislike films where there's no real likable character i think we- you're Janelle Monet and, and Benoit Blanc are the only ones. You they're the play. only, yeah. They're the, yeah. But in, in in Knives Out, I didn't particularly hate every character because I think every character mm-hmm. had a necessary motive to have wanted that will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the situation they were in caused them to be assholes. I just every every character in this movie, outside of Janelle Monet, obviously, and we didn't even know that she wasn't a dislikable character until like forty five to an hour into the movie. Um, it's. I don't know if you guys saw the Rosemont Pike movie. I don't care from like last year or two years ago. Not one like, and it's a good movie. So it's such a shame because there is not one likable character in that movie. The entire time I was watching the movie, I was like, I fucking hate everyone, and it's ruining my viewing experience. Even though like Kate Hudson was hysterical, even though Dave Bautista was hysterical, even who though was Kate? Hey, what's in the birdie? Uh, uh, birdie. The, 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 the cancel woman. The, I, the I hate Birdie. I really. Um, it's not all. Even though Madeline Klein is just fun to look at. Um, fun to look at. <laughs> Bunk. I, mean, um, I still did not love their characters. I just I, I didn't like anyone on screen, which is something I think holds the film back for me. Benoit Blanc absolutely elevates it because I absolutely adore Daniel Craig in this role. Uh, but yeah, any other any other last minute thoughts? Before we move on, I think just so I care a lot, by the way, because I couldn't find I this care movie. A yeah. Lot. Yeah, okay, my, okay, my, sorry. My, my, no, you're good. I was just looking, uh, and I'm like, what is this movie? George, yeah. you know, you said that like the characters weren't 
in Knives Out, they like you. You didn't like them, but they kind of had a motive. They had a reason I, for being I hated them, But I liked how I hated them. Yeah, in this, I hated them because I didn't like the characters. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I hated them, but I did. I hated them because of the characters weren't yeah. well done. But in Knives Out. They were all pretty horrible by the end of it, but I liked how they were done because. But they it's were like, made. yeah, it's like put yourself in their shoes. They just got you know jerked out of a uh, millions of dollars of will by by this like by yeah. a nurse. Like I would have been pissed yeah. off too. So like it's one of those things where it's like you hate how much of an asshole they are, but like you understand why they are that way. It's every, key to every, understand the motive, isn't it? Yeah, that's everyone in Glass Onion is just an asshole because they have too much money, and like obviously that's just. Fuck. I kind of liked him. I'll yeah, say, yeah, well, I kind of. I think the thing That's for fine. me is like why I didn't like him. Maybe Seth can play into this too. Is that it was for me? It was just like the, again, it was a social commentary that just went so far to the point of just, just almost became a satire, to where it was just almost they were just almost like unbelievable. Like, which they're not unbelievably like idiots or bad people because obviously people like that exist. But it was to the point where in a movie when you're seeing all this collective group and they're introducing them and they're just all so over the top and whatever trope they're going for, I just didn't love it. But I did love Ethan Hawke. And I wonder if, like, Cam said, uh, or whoever said that, I wish I didn't have COVID stuff. Seth said that. Um, yeah, maybe. I wonder if they agreed, but they had Ethan Hawke shooting the vaccines in their mouths. So they're like, we can't take Ethan Hawke's cameo out of this movie because this is gold. So maybe, because, like, literally after that, I don't think they really addressed it pretty much. No, really. they, they just, like, have him shoot some pill, and then they're like, you're good. Right, good. but yeah, like Which I do I... agree. I do agree with what Seth said though. Where I was like, when I saw masks, it almost like triggered me in the game. I was like, oh god, like why are they bringing this up? And then like, but then yeah. since there's Ethan Hawke, like, I do wonder if maybe they were like, we should change that. But they're like, no, we can't take Ethan Hawke out of this movie. <laughs> that was a fun little cameo. Um, all right, that was uh, that. That's our review of of Glass Onion. If you're watching us on YouTube and you've seen Glass Onion, let us know your thoughts um, from from the looks of it at least from the people I follow on TikTok and Twitter. It seems to be a, a decently polarizing film. I think there are people on the end of, you know, me and Cam who who give it a four out of five. We, we enjoy it quite a bit. And then Tyler, who doesn't necessarily not enjoy it, but just was a little bit let down. So it seems to be all over the place in terms of ratings. Um, I expect that letterbox score to go down the more people see yeah. it, especially come uh, December when it's released on Netflix. Let's move on. Uh, to... Sorry, is is Tyler frozen for everyone else, or is it just me? No. Just you. He's not what frozen. Have you seen the video I just sent in the chat? Yeah, <laughs> it's just—it's really weird. <laughs> can you hear it? As long as long as Tyler can see it, it's fine. No one else. Can I'm all good, and you're not frozen for really me either. Weird. So we're all good. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's move on um, to to Bones and All, which is another film all four of us were luckily able to catch. Uh, this is Luca Guadagnino's. Uh, coming-of-age film centered around two cannibals. It stars uh, Taylor Russell, uh, Timothy uh, Chalagot, and uh, Mark Rylance. Um, I, I need to start with Tyler. Uh, Tyler, you are giving this a 5 out of 5 stars on Letterboxd. I absolutely respect the shit out of that. I know you love coming-of-age films, I think, a bit more than, than the rest of us here do. Um but either way, I, I respectfully walked out of that theater and I looked at Victoria and I go, I can't wait to figure out how Tyler gave this a five out of five. <laughs> so I mean, so yeah, there's no secret sauce or anything behind my rating. So I'm a sucker for coming of age stories. I'm a sucker for romance stories. And this has both of them because this is a cannibal story. Like you said, there is true elements of horror. Like I know the menu is also classified as a horror, but I'd say bones and all clearly. Like, I don't think I'm crazy. Clearly more of a horror than the menu. Would you it's agree? Body horror, isn't it? Yeah. 
so yeah and well and like there was like, like at least one scene that got me to jump a little bit like where's the men you didn't really have any jumps so bones and all is billed as a cannibalistic horror but truly it's a drama romance coming of age story that i thought was executed super well i going into this like i would never say i'm good with body horror good with gore and stuff but i didn't really actually have an issue with this one i, I don't know why like I, it didn't bother me um but i just thought it was executed very well a great romance story that was captivating performances from taylor russell and T- timothy chalamet i thought were both incredible and timothy chalamet just when he needs to do a cry scene he just freaking nails it that's dude that dude's one of the best criers in hollywood right now and i've said it before i don't love mark rylance and it's funny because seth actually did enjoy him in this movie but i Crack i actually take. really i really enjoyed him in this movie i i yeah sorry whatever I, I just think he always plays that same <laughs> character of don't look up and ready player one where you're just like a slow talking old dude and in this movie i thought he did deliver a quite quite a good range of acting and i did really enjoy him in this one but to me it was just this is what twilight would be if it was executed perfectly but twilight shit although i do get a little enjoyment on the first Twilight, i'm not gonna lie but it's just a romance yeah, coming of age story that's it's a teenage love story at its core that's elevated by this crazy story that's unique. It was fresh. It felt like I was seeing something new for the first time in a long time of the 117 movies I've seen this year. And yeah, just to me, there's just really not much I could knock it for. Uh, I thought the acting performances were all great. I thought the cinematography was really cool. Um, and just all in all, I just really enjoyed the story in this film. And there was enough underlying tension the entire time to keep me on the edge of my seat. And all the way to the very end, I just I just had a great time with this. I, I was surprised I liked it this much. I did not go into this expecting to like it this much. Um, it was high on my radar just because of Timothy Chalamet, but I, I wasn't really dying for this movie to come out. Um, but yeah, I, I not not much negative I can say. I give it a nine point seven out of ten for five out of five. I like that you mentioned Twilight because someone <laughs> someone I saw someone on Twitter basically tweet like, if you go into Bones and all. And you pretend they're vampires, you'll have a much better time with this movie. <laughs> Dude, they kind of were. <laughs> we can get into that, but so I gotta want to just vampires it. that while they suck blood, they take a bite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They do a lot more than um, that, man. Seth, uh, what were your thoughts on this? I know you gave it a four, four. out of five. Yeah, I think what we all gave it four except Tyler, didn't we? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this this one for me, I, I think will go up uh, in, in in like time, but. I think that I mean it embraces the the premise of this like cannibal couple whatever, but it is so much more than that. Like Tyler said, I think it's like it's it's unhinged, but that that actually helps when delivering the metaphor of you know alienation, uh, connection, you know lo- the need for love, stuff like that. Um, I think Tim Chalamet was fantastic. Like Tyler said, Mark Rylance's character, I actually really like him as an actor. I just I didn't see the need for his character personally. I didn't really think he added anything to the narrative that wasn't already said. Um, it looked great, visually very pleasing. I really liked the score. I think thematically it made a lot of sense, but I think it will also benefit from a, from a rewatch because it is thought-provoking, it is authentic, and it is more than just a film made to kind of shock the audience, you know, like a, a terrifier or whatever, something like that. Um, and I think it's, it's something that, that, that that's going to take a lot more thinking for me personally. Um, but yeah, didn't like Mark Rollins' character that much. Didn't really think he added anything. I think it felt like uh, Badlands, which is a Terrence Malick 70s film, which is based on a true story about a couple who basically do things and, and they all come from different backgrounds. It felt a lot like that. I think it worked really, really well. Um, I think, yeah, thematically, it did a lot better than, than I maybe expected it to. 
Just because I haven't actually seen... I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Guad... How do you pronounce his last name? George did well. I Good think that's really. it, yeah. I, yeah, think that's I, it. I assume the second G is silent. I, I think it is. I haven't seen... I don't think I've seen any of his films. I've still not seen Call By Your Name. I haven't seen the Suspiria uh, yeah, remake. The remake. That's the yeah. one I thought you were talking about at first. I was, I, I, I'm going to watch that because I've okay. only seen the original. So I didn't really know what to expect, but I know that a lot of people hail him as like this, you know, a, a incredible director. But yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh, there's a few things I didn't like, but I can imagine it going up. I give it a four or five. I will say the gore and stuff didn't really bother me. Um, I actually thought it might be a little bit worse from what people are saying. However... It's probably not for everyone because there is a few scenes, like, especially like the end scene, where it does get a bit, like quite a lot. And I can imagine a lot of people wouldn't like that. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it quite as much as Tyler, um, but I think it will go up to maybe like a, a 4.5 in the future, let's say. But yeah, really enjoyed it. And Cam, another four out of five star rating from you? Yeah, and it's, I, I so like we just talked Glass Onion, right? And I enjoyed Glass Onion so much more than this movie. I don't think I enjoyed this movie, but I do think it's very good. I, I think there's a lot of very good parts of it. This is one of those where I, you know, I, I made a video the other day of like five movies that I think are really good, but I don't necessarily love. I don't know if I'll ever rewatch this. And it's not the gore necessarily. It's just the idea that they're eating people. And it's like this, this is disgusting me. Um um and i don't think you love i don't fresh. know get, i know i know <laughs> fresh man, is but like it's not fresh is like fresh fresh, is not i can, like, like this. I can take my like. mind away from it because you're they're eating like a piece of meat and you're you know, like it's they're like it's a human but this like you're just you have to cook people fresh. Right? for any cannibal yeah, listening yeah, yeah. for any cannibal <laughs> listening can you just munch into someone you'll die right like you can't eat raw meat like that. It's a great question. <laughs> I, I, an that, answer to. I don't I know. Fresh, fresh made me feel a bit worse because, really? like, you know, when they were they were cooking it and like cutting it on the table and stuff like that, that kind of made me feel more uncomfortable in a way. Oh, oh man! Then Mark Rylance, Mark Rylance on his knees in his like whitey tidy, whitey oh, tidies, eating an old woman, <laughs> man. That dude, just Mark Rylance, made me like more uncomfortable than the human dude, eating. Honestly, that scene he at the end. Yeah, the he was so fucking creepy. I love him. I, I think he does a great job in everything. Yeah, he's not like the most crazy different person in anything, but I think 90% of actors aren't. Um, but a couple things like aside from the aside from the um, eating of people, I think I think it was a slow, uh, a, a quite slow movie. And I'm not going to say i knock it too much but maybe if someone can agree with me i won't feel as bad considering i watched this at like 8 a 8, 8 p.m which isn't late but that's when i put uh my son to bed normally and then i just kind of lay in bed and i'll fall asleep but this time put him to bed went to a movie um and man i was i was struggling to get through it uh and i think it was just a very slow burn for maybe when I'm tired. So maybe I shouldn't have done that. Do you, do you I, think that influenced your ranking a little bit? Maybe, so, maybe, but I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I, it doesn't, but maybe who knows? Um, I, I, but yeah, like I said, who knows? I also don't think, I don't know. I, I like coming of age movies a lot. I love the edge of 17, like super bad's a coming of age. I can't think of any others right now. Cause I'm an idiot. Um, but Ferris Bueller's day off is great. Middle like I really, Moonlight's so damn good. I love Coming of Age. Maybe not as much as Tyler. I don't think this thing, like, 
it i i don't know they i feel like care uh what's her name russell uh carrie russell, russell marin taylor russell, russell thank you marin i don't think she was any better or worse off than at the start of the movie um and we can talk about that maybe like i don't i don't think there was any change there was obviously a lot of change in the movie um but like but at the end i kind of feel like it reverts back to where she was almost um and we can talk about that more in spoilers those I are just strongly a few. disagree but okay okay those are those I, are just I, a, we, we can uh, we, we'll, let's we'll talk about spoilers. that in the spoilers yeah but that's that's all i have for the non-spoiler section um please con- please continue <laughs> uh, Yuck. oh also one last thing every time you guys can never go to a movie with me because every time they ate a person, I looked over to my wife and I said, nom, 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 Oh my God. <laughs> Seth and, Hilly, and, bro. <laughs> and that's all I have. Good night. Um, yeah, I, I also gave this a four out of five. And I'm not even going to say that maybe it'll go up on rewatch or down on rewatch because I'm never rewatching this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm with you. George, man. I thought you would like. Maybe not. I thought you'd love this. Listen, I you guys know I love me a good coming of age movie, a good romance movie, and, and this movie did give me. You like things that make you uncomfortable. That's your thing. <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah, dude. he loves it, man. Not, not cat. Like I, I just, I'm yeah. just not there with body horror. Like I can watch Martyrs and I'll be fine. I could it's watch the, the idea. Of Bro, you- Martyrs is worse than this. Oh, no, it's not. Geez. See, no, I disagree. I'd, I'd rather watch Martyrs because Martyrs is so absurd. It, it's like, okay, this is not real. But then this is like, I guess so. this <sighs> happens in real life. Like the descent is like never happening. Yeah, but in so, like, like Martyrs when she's like skinned. Yeah, but the like, whole body. I don't know. <laughs> I, I said this after I watched Alex Garland's Men and David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. I just don't fuck with body no, horror. I, I hated Crimes of the Future for that yeah, reason. Especially much, when it's just like in your face. Like I didn't need to see Mark Rylance on his knees in tidy whites eating. Oh that was God, funny, man. <laughs> like, oh I didn't need God. to see that. It, it, I don't know. It, it, I, hated I, I, I hated it. I think I'm on the same boat here as Cam, where, where I absolutely respect the, the filmmaking aspect of this movie. I think it does a really good job at giving us a an endearing and heartwarming coming-of-age romance tale. Uh, but again, it, it was just adding the the cannibal aspect of it that just kind of threw me off um and i know this is based off of a book so it's not like luca guadagnino was just a psychopath who who just thought of a cannibal. you're, you're really good at that i love your pronunciation man yeah, it's really, oh, really, really, nice. not, really well <laughs> it to me i would have butchered that it. shit so hard man i love it uh, thank you just love it. <laughs> i got that benoit blanc effect with yeah, luca guadagnino yeah, i guess yeah um, I, i'm I'm but yeah, let, let's let's get into spoilers, um, and let's start with Taylor Russell's character because uh, Cam, you kind of mentioned um, in a coming of age movie, you you expect it's coming of age. It's about watching a teenager move from from their I guess late teen years into their young adult years, uh, and, and you don't necessarily feel we got that in this movie. Um, I want to start by saying I think we did. I just don't think we got it at the time that you expected. We got her transition yeah. from a teenager to an adult within 20 minutes of the film. We're in spoilers, by the way, so please, if you haven't seen Bones and all, uh, cool. you know, drop us a like, drop us a subscribe, and just come back after you've seen the movie because I'm about to spoil one thing right away. Um, they eat people. They eat people. <laughs> um, she came of age the second her dad left her. 
that is when she locked in and she became this this yeah. young adult. So I could understand that maybe throughout the entire film, okay. it, it didn't feel as uh, her character development didn't feel as in your face as you would maybe expect in a coming of age film. And mm-hmm. that's just because I think Luca Guadagnino's decision to to give us a a transition to adulthood immediately early on was a very it may have thrown people off and i tyler i want to know if you echo that or if you feel differently because i know you immediately said you disagree with cam's sentiment about there wasn't really a coming of age aspect here i get where you're coming from but to me coming of age can happen at any age it's all about how you change your perspective and for me it starts off with her dad leaving her and she's desperate to find a sense of belonging because she feels like an outcast she feels like She's like, what I am and who I am as a very person means like my own father's leaving me and wants nothing to do with me. So then immediately her first mindset is need to grasp onto the next parent, need to find my mother. That's all I can think of. I'm lost. I need my mom. Drives all the way across the country to find her mom. Finds Timothy Chalamet and gets solace in him. And the whole movie is her coming to terms with who she is and what she's becoming. And then she meets her mom and obviously that goes very south and different than she expected and her mom's basically like you need to die based on your beliefs and then she finally realized that at that point like obviously it's weird because it's a cannibal thing but it's like she's like okay i'm starting to cope with who i am and that's why i was interested that seth didn't like mark rylance's character because <clears throat> i feel like for me mark rylance's whole theme in this is that he's her past and he kept coming up and every time she felt comfortable with who she was felt like things were coming together with timothy chalamet mark rylance would come in reminder of who she was who her past was be like you can't escape who you are. You got to come with me. Like, let's go eat some people, which she still obviously has to do. But I feel like him just continually coming up was just her past that just was never able to escape her with her father leaving her, her mother being literally crazy. And everything just felt too good with Timothy Chalamet. Um, so I felt like he just kind of threw in some good wrinkles into the plot. But to me, I don't know. I just thought the coming of age story being that she just didn't have any sense of belonging at the beginning. And by the end, she was able to come to terms with who she was. And, uh, because at the end of the movie, she's basically on her own at that point. And, but her, she's on her own once again, but her entire perspective on life has changed throughout that journey. Yeah. I, uh, I, I echo Tyler's thoughts on that. I think, I think the whole theme is an alienation and she's been alienated so many times, you know, from moving so many times and feeling on her own. And then, you know, she, she grows when her dad leaves and she once again is alienated and meets someone who she, who accepts her as what it is and is similar. I think that's the whole theme. With Mark Rylis's character, I don't know, man. I, I, I understand the symbolism that's there. I understand this, you know, it is the past and torture. I just, in this film, for me, I don't think he added anything. Maybe that is the fact that he was made me incredibly uncomfortable, which is, of course, the goal for his character. I just don't think he he, I, he needed to, to be there. I think we already knew what trauma she'd been through. I think we already knew when she, um, you know, visited her mom, when she saw her grandma. Like, she already knew the past that was there. I just, I just don't think it was needed to kind of bring that up continuously in trying to um, make the viewer inc- uncomfortable in a way because I think we already kind of knew that if that makes sense but I think mm. I, I yeah I agree I think coming of age wise I think this hit that perfectly because it was the whole change in perspective uh, in isolation alienation I, I, I just think yeah I think it worked really well in the coming of age aspects definitely yeah what, what I'll say when I say like no different from start of the movie to end I, I mean like after she's left her dad sorry so not like I do think there is a big change from when she leaves her dad or sorry, her dad leaves her, I guess, yeah. um, to to now um, or to when she meets more Crylance's character, we'll say, because that's when um, he kind of teaches her that like there are multi- there are a lot more people out there that 
munch on bones, I guess. Um, and so I, I see what you guys are saying. I just feel like, and here's another spoiler at the very end, Mark Rylance comes back. And, um, so he's obviously a creepy motherfucker. Um, he, he, he comes back because she tells him he, she doesn't love him or whatever. And this dude's so fucked up in the head, uh, beyond eating people. Um, he comes back and, and is going to like kill her or eat her, I believe. And then, and then Tim, Timmy comes in, they fight him, they kill him. But in the process, Timmy gets stabbed. Timmy's dying and Timmy tells her to eat him. Um, it's so, so I think, yeah. So I think the assumption is he, she eats him like bones and all, um, uh, like the plot says, because earlier in the movie, they, uh, meet that guy other weirdos who eat yeah. people bones and all, which not possible. I'm going to say it right Literally now. impossible. It li- quite literally <laughs> I impossible. still don't know but, if they were talking literally anytime they talked about that anyway. So I still think it fine. might be more. It thematic. doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe she just ate him and then got rid of the bones or whatever because she does clean it all up. And at that point, I'm kind of like, yeah, she's she's grown in who she is. And maybe she's ex- and maybe the solution is she's accepted that she's. Um, That's um, my. Yeah, she's accepted that she's a cannibal and she's just going to be this cannibal for the rest of her life. But I didn't really get that. And I also didn't get that that um, she wasn't a cannibal anymore. I kind of wanted them to go one way or the other. She's either grown and not become a cannibal anymore or she's grown and she is fully in cannibal mode. And maybe and maybe that's the the big resolution. And I didn't necessarily get it, whatever. Um, That's just kind of where i was at but i i yeah I, I i think she was on her own after her dad left her um and she's on her own at the very end um i, I, I don't think oh, i don't think you're wrong i think it's just another mm-hmm. one of those films where you can make assumptions yeah. on the ending same as like after sun i don't think anyone's necessarily right or wrong but i i can definitely see why you would anticipate you know, why, why you would think that i just yeah. think definitely bad i think the ending is so open-minded you don't know where she's going to end up you don't know if it'll go back to square one again you don't know if because of her experiences during the film that she's kind of learned to accept that and she goes on her own and becomes her own person and, and grows with that but again i don't think anyone's kind of right or wrong with this because it is so uh down to you down to your interpretation as to where she goes after after that happens at the end but yeah yeah that that whole la- I, I would have been so cool if the film ended like where they had panned to like a car and she was basically giving like a little monologue like right before the mark final mark violence scene i, I would do if I'd the movie okay had yeah, if the movie had ended there, this might have been a four and a half out of five stars. But that final scene just left like such a bad taste in my mouth because, like, at one end, like you're kind of watching. I don't think it like, was needed. Yeah, I, it, not even that. Yeah, it, one. Uh, listen again, it's based off of a book, so obviously mm-hmm. it's there. It's going to be in the movie, but like, it, it, in one side of my brain, I'm like, am I about to watch Mark Rylance? rap this girl am i about to watch him kill this girl eat this girl like i don't know what's about to happen and mark rylance in this movie just this is such a weird role for him to have picked up i think i would have much rather like a no-name actor step into this role because the entire time i watch this movie i'm like it's just mark rylance and it's just gross because like i've always seen mark rylance as like this you know cute little old man old you know guy. he's the yeah. butler in uh or no he's uh whatever the cute old tech guy in ready player one and shit uh so like he's this mark was zuckerberg a, and don't look up yeah like this was just such an uncomfortable role for me to see him in yeah and did then well. in no way did did i and listen i'm no cannibal but i just i didn't see Timmy asking Taylor Russell to eat him as like an expression of love at all. I thought that was just like a 
it felt like something that was supposed to be like, a, oh, that's cute. You know, it's like a, you know, rite of passage, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is gross. Like, you're literally eating someone you love. One of the first rules of the movie was never eat an eater. I don't know. The whole final scene left a bad taste in my mouth. And then I honestly didn't think Timmy even died based on that final shot. Until was, I, she was munching him. I thought maybe big he time. Oh, what the fuck was that last shot? I thought he like somehow survived. No, it. that was that was earlier in the movie. It just earlier. came back to that moment where they were together and they were in love. Uh, yeah, that. But yeah, that was like when they they were. I forget where they were, um, but they were in this like pasture. Like Nebraska. And they were sitting together. Yeah, and they were in love. Okay. Um, and so it just went back to that as like this is a nice moment in their life kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole final sequence was just that. It felt very out of place. Yeah, it was interesting, though, because, I, I, I mean, I know Seth and I are in the minority here, it sounds like, in terms of not being as bothered by the gore. But I feel like this is a movie that if you're going into expecting, like, a cannibalistic gore fest, and, again, I think Cam and George probably disagree, but I think you might be, like, disappointed thinking, like, you wanted more because it is heavy on the romance drama side. Whereas if you're going into this for, like, a coming-of-age drama romance, you're going to be disappointed at the amount of cannibalism in it. So I think the amount of cannibalism is kind of like a weird amount. It's just kind of like half there to where like if you don't want any of it, it's way too much for you. If you want it like Terrifier 2 level, not going to be enough for you. Um, but yeah, shout but out. I, yeah, go ahead. It's just one thing. I just before you could because to, to that point, I this is not like a coming of age tale that you can half ass like they had to fully embrace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the cannibal aspect of it, which I think they did. Because I think if they had dialed that down a little bit too much, it would have just come off very, you know, corny and, and cheesy. It would have felt like a weird coming of age movie where they just like slipped cannibalism into there just for the sake of it. But they really embrace, and that's one aspect of this film that I truly respect is that Luca Guadagnino was like, yo, we're going balls to the wall here. Like, this is mm -hmm. going to make people uncomfortable. This is going to make people stop eating their food in our theater. But we really need to just embrace it. Like we can't tell this story in half ass. Yeah. yeah. And uh I, I, I agree with you, George, saying that like I wouldn't have minded if it ended fifteen minutes earlier when they had that pasture. But then I mentioned that to my girlfriend as we were leaving and she was like because she was like she wasn't bothered by the cannibal stuff, but she was kinda like she basically said, I wouldn't want them to end on a note where it's like happy these two note. cannibals are happily living happily yeah. ever after. She liked that it ended with not happiness because these people don't deserve a happy life. So yeah. that part, I do agree that it, it resolved in a way that thematically I kind of can digest a little better and no pun intended, but um, they, they shout out Michigan twice on this podcast. They end up in yeah. Ann Arbor. She's a, she's a go blue. She, is she a, <laughs> not a professor, but she's, she's like a, a teacher. She works at a library. Right. But since they're, she said a library and is at a school and is in Ann Arbor, I just assumed the university of Michigan. So big, big yeah. week for the university of Michigan, yeah. getting to be featured in bones of all, as well as going to the college football playoff. Cup couple like small points <clears throat> yeah shout out midwest indiana was featured we have we have cannibals shout out <laughs> us um are, are you one of them yeah yeah honestly nice. um but one thing i and and let me know about what you guys think i didn't like that like i didn't like the lore of this that they made it so like cannibals can smell other cannibals like from miles away. Mark Rylance could smell her from a mile away. Yeah. That and also they kind of made like cannibalism like hereditary with with her mom and then uh, Timothy Chalamet's dad mm -hmm. um, was it was a cannibal and 
it was just kind of weird. The, it's not those aren't things that like I take a lot of points off of a movie for. I'm just like ah, I don't really like this. Like it's. it's just I also an feel like that this has to. This was my first question. Me, me and Victoria were questioning the exact same thing when we walked out of the theater. Like, how much of this is like real? Like, like obviously I don't. I'm not well versed in the cannibal community, but like <laughs> one, like is it hereditary? Two, are their noses actually that powerful? Like. No. I, George, I don't think there are this many cannibals in the in the open cannibals in the yeah. world, man. See, normally we're not going to get, no, 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 no. get messages like. No, <laughs> Victoria said the same thing. She was like, "Does this actually happen no. at this?" And my no. first thing was, "Yes." Like as people, a, as a Midwestern, no. Also, people, listen, people are fucked. I'm just saying. That's all. If you're a cannibal, you are. do you, they but are. you're. You, you do you <laughs> do not do you <laughs> stop doing you actually I, I didn't have a problem with the whole strong scent thing but it does make things very very difficult because the fact that those creepy ass dudes by the creek you couldn't even lie to them and be like hey man like we're just doing our own thing on a date night because they knew immediately like no we yeah. know you're one of us being the smell so that that freaking sucks for them me, because you just can't ever them toes yeah, i think there's more eat, to that I think did they want to eat taylor and timmy i don't, I don't know, know but i think they were definitely not gonna so do weird. good things like i don't know what they're yeah. trying to do they're gonna kill them kidnap them do okay. worse things yeah. than that but it definitely didn't seem like things were gonna end well if they stayed yeah there. that's yeah. that's what i figured. I think they were just creepy and it's it's it made every other cannibal look creepy except timmy and and uh and marin what god i keep forgetting her new real name taylor right taylor. where's marin taylor from? From? i thought it was erin Ta- no it's marin uh, i think it's uh, don't they call her like mayor but, I mean, they, they yeah. call her a couple of things in the movie. Yeah, she has, she has multiple know. names. Um, all right, any any final thoughts on Bones and all before we move on? Cam, oh, I, I, I mentioned this. I mentioned this prior to the to the um, pod, and I said I'd mention it during just when it starts. And she she so she's a high schooler, obviously that moved to this town, um, and then she goes there for a for a, a sleepover. She sneaks sleepover. out of her house, goes goes to a friend's house for a sleepover, leaves the um, window and then, open. Yeah, and then she's under she's under like a table with a girl, and I almost thought they were gonna have them kiss. Or something. I did. Like I she's did. looking that, at her, like she's in love. Oh, then like you she's realize look, she's and, smelling her. Yeah, that's yeah, what you. Yeah, exactly. And then like she she gets new uh new nail polish, and she shows Marin the new nail polish, and then Marin just bites her finger off, basically. And I'm like. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, what the what the fuck is going on?" Uh, yeah, that was but that, yeah, gross. that's when the movie just kind of starts rolling. And her, <laughs> oh, another point I really did not like a whole lot. This movie had a ton of exposition through her dad's audio recording, um, like explaining yeah. her childhood basically. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like a real thing that a person would say. It just sounds like exposition to get you through the movie, um, but. Again, that's just something I didn't like. Also, it's not, it's not a huge deal. But one thing about those tapes, like he is in those tapes, he's obviously admitting to a ton of crimes, and he is just relying on, on his her daughter yeah. breaking. Like that's a you got a lot of trust in someone that you just left. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much he cared about his life at that point, though, knowing yeah, that his no. da- his wife w- went crazy and and that his daughter's also that yeah. way. I, I kind of yeah. took it as he's just like. You're on your own. I'm gonna go just drink liquor until I die. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll uh we'll wrap our bones and all um review there. Uh if you saw bones and all, if you're following this uh this podcast episode on, on uh YouTube, let us know what you thought of this movie. 
once again, Tyler, five out of five. Myself, Seth, and Cam, all four out of fives. With the one positive. out of 100. Don't rope me into your shit. Oh, my <laughs> Cam very specifically asked me to say that he uh, abides by five out of five star supremacy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I don't we're We're kind of pushing the two hour mark. Um, so I just want to talk about literally one bit of news, something that I saw this morning. Um, Johnny Depp will reportedly return as Jack Sparrow. Um, no, uh, he is scheduled. For uh. a, he is scheduled for a test shoot in the UK in February, uh, according to a new call sheet from the production. What's the uh, source? No shot. This is just this was a uh, this is puberty, uh, puberty or whatever you call it. Uh, who is a pretty in my mind reliable source. Um, it's up to you guys how much you want to believe that. Um, Even if I believe, it, I'm not that bothered about it to be honest. Like I just the last two films for me just yeah. really I'm put on the series where I just to the point where I'm I don't really care about his character anymore. Yeah, I feel like we're at the point where just like Pirates of the Caribbean is like joining the likes of like Fast and Furious and Halloween, where it's just like stop. Just, I, just, the the more they do, the worse it's going to get, and the more yeah. it's gonna put, and people will not remember how good the first one is the longer it goes on. Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I, 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 I might have been one of you guys who had mentioned where like Jack Sparrow was like a genuinely intelligent character in like the first two. I think it might have been you, Tyler, on one of our real quits. But Jack Sparrow was like a nice, intelligent character in like the first two, three movies, and then the last two, he's just an absolute dipshit. Is just yeah. into- so trust me, I love I love um, Johnny Depp in this role, uh, but let's just stop with these movies, um, and then we'll wait for Cam to get back to start our draft. So we'll just do another bit of news that I have. Uh, Bambi horror film, let's fucking go! Best best picture winner right there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> any of these films at this point, it's like you know I feel like every single episode of our podcast we've talked There's about a new it one, again. and yeah. well, you know what I just found out, Seth. Uh, the, the guy playing the Grinch in Mean One is the guy yeah. who played Art the Clown. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. In fairness, in fairness, I will <laughs> say that Terrifier, he is like the the saving grace for me in terms of making that film watchable. Yeah. I think it's only someone who doesn't say anything. He is actually quite good. I so, think it's, it's I, the I, man I goes from playing Terrifier to playing a shitty version of the Grinch. <laughs> um, all right, They'll can... make money, though. We know it will. That's the thing. <laughs> what for sure will make money. I will buy it. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to our draft. Uh, right. So we had a last minute change up with. <laughs> oh, sorry, a last, as in like, like literally. <laughs> I spent time on my draft, and then I'm about to Google my draft picks. So <laughs> the, I'm looking the, at Letterbox right now. I'm sick the, of it. The original draft uh, was you're stranded on a desert island. What five movies are you bringing? Which was a great draft. Let's just say, this George, is, great idea. I, it wasn't my idea. It was actually my friend Doug's idea. Not, Thanks, Doug. Oh, not, really? Oh, not, interesting. I have my my genuine friend, Doug. Um, <laughs> um, so this was his idea. So he's going to be a little disappointed that we're changing it up. But the reason we changed it up last minute is because I like these drafts to spark conversation. You know, that, I think it's strategy related. It See, works. I, what, I, I, it, I was I was listening. I was listening back to our uh, to our saddest movies draft and our Thanksgiving draft, and I thought we had great conversation around our picks. This is going to be if we did Desert Island, Cam would have picked Empire, and all three of us would have rolled our eyes. Uh, so that happened. <laughs> if, we did, if we did Desert Island, here would be how the draft goes. Someone would pick yeah. something, and then people would be like, "Yeah, good pick." 
Good pick. Good pick. It makes sense for you. But like, and the thing is, no, I, I, think it been, I think it's strategy. The, the, no, but well, the, I mean, the I, desert I, island thing for me, if I was stranded <laughs> on a desert island, I'd want like at least one like five hour movie, and that, on a graphic that would play so horribly. But I would have yeah. googled what's the longest movie in history that's coming to the desert island with me. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm not taking our, one like like <laughs> amazing movie other than Empire. Like I'm taking our, just something that'll entertain me. Four point so. five out of five. Our new draft, such a clown, episode man. twelve oh, draft. Also, congratulations to Tyler for winning our Thanksgiving Day draft. Oh yeah. Um, Seth and Cam still at one win each. Yeah, let's not even talk about the sad movies. That upset Dude. me. Hey man, it's okay. Here's I what, I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I just had a better Seth list. wins that. Why do you vote list. for me then? Why well, do you just... vote for me? <laughs> vote for me. Absolutely not. That's not how it works. Uh, anyway, so our draft this week, episode twelve, uh, we are going to be drafting the best action movie characters, action movie heroes. Uh, there's a lot of room for interpretation. Are we? An action movie because obviously The Dark Knight is an action movie. Captain, are we doing comic book? Yeah, cutting cutting comic books. I I personally think there are enough. Like, I think we could do two two drafts with comic. So are we? Are we moving? Are we getting strategy too? No, I think I I will be included. I don't know if I'll pick a comic book character because I think there are plenty of true action heroes to fill up a team of five. Uh, draft order: Tyler, Cam, George, uh, Seth. Um, let's just let let's just jump right into it. We are going in blind here. We had no time to prepare. <laughs> For those of you listening, at least myself, and I know you know the rest of them probably do the same. We genuinely prepare for these drafts. Like mm-hmm. I spend time like ironing out like rankings and lists, making sure that I know exactly what order I want to take everyone in in the event that they are taken. Um, so we're going into this one blind. This is either going to be a lot of fun or a massive screaming match for the next 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler, first pick of the action hero draft. Oh, God, I'm first pick. Yeah, like everything you said, I'm echoing. We normally prepare for these. This is the most on the fly I've ever been. <laughs> I'm very self-conscious about my picks, but I'm just going to go Batman first pick. Damn you. That's a good pick. Wow. I didn't, see, like, I, I didn't even think book of Comic hero first. Yeah. Good, pick, right. good pick, though. That'll Cam, get you both. Cam, Man, I, I, Iron Man. So um, I'm not taking Iron Man because I'm going to keep this kind of action more action rather than comic book. Um, wow. But I do think whoever has the most comic books will get the most votes other than George, who has his minions, will get oh the most my votes. God. Yeah, um, so Tyler, Tyler, Tyler's been doing well. I just I just I'm just playing for podium, uh, which I have have been struggling, man. Um, but I'm going with John Wick, my favorite action star. Yeah. No, ty- take it. I take it back. Veto. I'm going Ethan no. Hunt. I'll take it back. I'll, I, give, I, I'll, give, you, I'll give you Ethan. I'll yeah, give I mean, you. yeah, it's gonna get less votes, so I'll give it to him too. Wait, yeah. who? Ethan, uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. All right, okay, that's, yeah, cool. Um, I will take, uh, in my opinion, uh, one of the greats, John McClane. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Sand. Uh, I've got two picks. I don't know. Yeah, cool. Yes, um, I'm gonna go for Maximus from Gladiator. Great bro. Ooh. Ooh. And then I'm also I really like gonna. That. Go for a film that a character from a film I love. Action, yeah, I guess it is. Um, I'll go for Vincent Hanna, Al Pacino's character from Heat. Yeah, incredible character. That's a good, good that's picks. Good picks. Good picks. It's yeah. good picks. I didn't, th- I didn't, I didn't. Th- Maximus would have been a pick of mine. I didn't think he would go first round though. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think of that. But that's a very. Good I may have took like him in the next pick on. in the second round, so I would say it's a good pick. I was. That is a solid pick. Um, 
Is it Cam or George? George. It's me. Uh, I feel like this has to be a, a round one or round two pick, and that is James Bond. Yep. Yep. That was my next yep. Pick. yep. That's a good. All right. I'm I'm back at it. I'll I'll take John Wick. Would have yep. gotten them both. That's fine. It's <laughs> uh, fine. I, I like John Wick. I'm cool with it. Um. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. I, got, I got two picks here. We're just so unprepared. I We're don't know if so there's like unprepared. a I don't know if there's a fight to be had. Here, I'm gonna go I love, I love it. I'm gonna go John Rambo. Mm, yeah. And Are you looking I, at the same list as me? We were all probably looking at probably. the same list right now. I have now. three tabs open of different lists. Um, <laughs> okay. And then we'll go Jason Bourne. No, oh, fuck you. Jason Bourne. I didn't want Jason Bourne, so I'm Oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. Um Man, I love those TikToks where it's just like some idiot doing like a stupid parkour move and it cuts to like, oh my god, Christ, it's Jason Bourne, all timers. Man, I think I can get a couple of the ones. I'm sure I could get this one later, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ellen Ripley. Oh fuck, that was that's oh maybe I wouldn't be able to get her, so I'm happy I did. I think I can get my other ones later. I can't believe my next one hasn't been picked. Well, George. Uh, Ellen Ripley would not have made it back to UK because she would have okay. been one of my next two picks. I didn't even have her. That was interesting. Um, my third pick. You're going to do it. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know who you're thinking of, if I'm being I'm honest. I'm surprised. I'm very, very surprised. I really don't know who you're thinking of. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with the Terminator. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's well, a good, I mean, that's, yeah. good one. I like that. So no, I'm like going to go Sound. for... I'm going to go... I'm gonna go for Neo, which I'm oh, surprised. Neo, damn. Okay, I didn't guy. even think. I didn't think of him. So I, I was not thinking of him at all. Yeah, that was a. That you was think a sci-fi, dude? You don't think? That was yeah, a miss I wasn't even thinking him at all. Yeah, good pick. Yeah. I like that. You have another pick, Seth. Do I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're last. Oh, yeah, you're I back. The... I'm scrambling. Uh, <laughs> we all uh, are. Aragorn. Oh. Ooh. All right, all right. I like it. Interesting. Again, I, w- I was not thinking fantasy. Anyways. God damn it. Yeah, no. I'm and here, I'm not going to. I'm a letterbox. That's why. I'm yeah. Not the list. No, no, no you're fair. That's fair. Films, don't they? Um, I'm going to take. Uh... He's not like a true act. Yes, I feel that I'm way about take... a lot of picks. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take Indiana Jones. Damn you. Okay. No, I'd say that is action. Yeah. yeah, definitely. He was going to be taken by me next. Um, so Man, it is I my pick now, right? No, it's me. Yeah, it's oh, shit. Okay, um, he was my next pick, or maybe I thought I could maybe get him around. I didn't know if people were thinking about him. Yeah, but I I didn't think fantasy, and now I feel like I'm going to be called an idiot if I don't take a Star Wars pick. <laughs> but I'm not going to take the one you'd think. I'm going to go with the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, who who, who did you think we were thinking? I don't know. Maybe like Luke Skywalker, Darth or Maul, Darth, Darth Maul, Darth yeah. Vader. That's you know, one of them. I, I, mean, yeah. I think I think I'm gonna try keeping it more like mainline action because you could say like Superman. And that's that's like, what. Yeah, go to go with them if you want, but yeah. I'm, I'm taking the Mandalorian. Tyler, Tyler, <sighs> Mister Tupac. I will go. Shoot. None of these people on this list are really standing out to me, but I'm going to go King Leonidas. Oh, you literal fuck. No shot. (laughs) I didn't even hear because George started yelling. King Leonidas from 300. You're such a cock, bro. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry, dude. Man. It was literally open on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such. Oh. A... See, this is Tyler getting you back when you did it to me with the shining. That was the so... overlooked hotel. I can't believe you just did that. I can't believe you. Just... I'm so upset. That's awesome. Good thing. See, like, I thought pick... that would be such a fifth round steal. <laughs> well, my That's apologies. Not really, but the the pick I want to do for the fifth, I just feel like. Don't do it. I know what you're gonna do. Don't I, do no, it. I just don't think it's a true action star. It doesn't. Lie. It's hard. Just, yeah, it, it. The lines are blurred, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So I'm gonna go Rocky Balboa. No, I don't know. No, <laughs> that's, that's not. That's yeah. not like a lines are blurred. That's, I, like, yeah, that's not. We're all saying we're gonna accept. It's literally number yeah, five on this. I thought you. I thought you were gonna go a superhero movie. That's, I, I that's, don't. That's, no. I, I don't consider sports. There's no lines blurred with superhero movies. Every single superhero is an action star. And that's yeah, but I don't yeah, think okay, every every sports like, film. I'm, is I'm not. Gi- I'm not giving you Rocky. I'm yeah, I. I don't know. It's just number five on this list. That's why I was like, want to take it. Um, who? Gosh. I'm so mad you took King Leonidas, bro. Like, furious. I, I didn't yeah. even have that, to be honest. So. My apologies on that one. Fuck. Um, Zack Snyder. Did Zack Snyder do that, or am I making it up? Yeah, it's three. Yeah, he did. Okay, cool. Zach, I think you mean Zack Goder. <laughs> Go Shit. Go Snyder. Such a fucking loser. <laughs> I'm just going to have to make a pick here. We are going to go with... Sweat. Fuck, dude. Man, he's lost. I love it. I'm so the lost. The pressure can't can't perform. <laughs> I am so lost. I'm just gonna pick such a stupid pick. Um, we will go with. Shoot, this is terrible podcasting, but I just can't. <laughs> I'm just not knowing. Oh, you're gonna have to pick. I kind of love this. I kind of love this. We should do this more often. Just put in the, put in the Jeopardy sound. <laughs> I'll just take Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. Okay. Sure. Bro, that's, good a, that's a good pick. Great pick. Yeah. That's a really good pick. <laughs> Oh, was, oh man, well, I have a couple. Know, whatever, I'm done with my picks. <laughs> I, have, I have one that I want and one that I think will get me votes, and I'm kind of in between. I have one. I'm surprised it won't get taken. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the one that I I think will get me more votes and pander this week. I'm gonna go Captain America. I think I think that's an action about as much as you get in an MCU. And I'm seeing. I was this close to picking an MCU character for my final pick too, but I don't. They won't be taken. But yeah, I think I think Seth just rolled his eyes to the back of his head. (laughs) (laughs) Not as bad as Uh, that. I was I was going to say, you know, the lack of female badasses on this list is appalling, but it is. Did take Alan Ripley, but I will add one to this list. You're gonna say it. Uh, this is who I wanted. No, but you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Here's the thing, Seth. I know exactly who you want. So I, I'm going to take another female badass because I know you want this person. I'm going to take uh, Charlize Theron's Imperator Furiosa. Good. Oh, because shit, man. Seth, I'm assuming you want. So, yeah, I be- probably want who you're thinking about. Beatrix we- Kiddo. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's I gonna, who I, I wanted. That's who I wanted. I I, I, I gave you. I think that's gonna get a lot of votes from the Tarantino fanboys. But I feel bad I for taking your for. all your horror picks. Wait, have we all finished picks? Yes. Yeah. I was gonna go for Mad Max. Yeah, Max Rush. would have been a good pick. Yeah, but then I was like, no, nah, I need some women. So yeah, the bride. That's de- that's definitely the number one for me. So yeah. 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 If I'm being I, honest, I, the bride. 
25th pick is an absolute steal. That is, that is madness. Yeah, I'm surprised I, I, that did not go earlier. No one took Sarah Connor either. I don't necessarily like the uh, Terminator yeah. movie, though. Lara um, Croft. I, I think we oh, need I, I don't care for those at all. <laughs> They're just bad for bad yeah. films. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a that's a good a good draft. I didn't really have anyone. I am on uh, I'm on movie yeah. webs, the best American action here. You shouldn't thing. have done that because that'll just come with action. I know I, I I know comic book enough. I feel like I can't believe Tyler took King Lee and oh my god! I really I I was so giddy. I was like, yo, it's gonna be such a fourth round steal right here. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cross these fools. <laughs> I was, so, right. I was so close to picking Shang-Chi in my fifth pick, but I didn't want to know. Oh, yeah. That would have been a good pick. It would like have been, Shung but I feel like for, no, no, no. for hand to hand had all the Sarsazy fanboys not vote for you because of that. Yeah. It's fine. Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, all right. Well, that was our uh... – Do you want to run through the – Oh, yeah. Let's run through the picks. Uh, Tyler with the first pick uh, had Batman, John Rambo, Jason Bourne, King Leonidas, asshole, and Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. Cam, with the uh, second pick, took Ethan Hunt, John Wick, Ellen Ripley, The Mandalorian, uh, and Captain America. And myself, with the third pick, I took John McClane, James Bond, The Terminator, Indiana Jones, and Charlize Theron's Imperator Furiosa. And Seth, with the final pick, took Maximus Decimus, I don't know his whole name, Vincent Hanna, Neo from The Matrix, Aragorn from Lord of the Rings and Beatrix Kiddo the Bride. That is our, I'll call it a sloppy draft, but I still think I had a good time with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm pretty happy with my picks. <laughs> the only one I'm truly upset that I didn't think of is Imperiosa. I, I didn't think of her at all. That's a really, I, I, I think surprised. I may, I think I may have taken her over all of my last three picks if I thought. I yeah, I mean, I would have definitely taken that. her over Mandalorian and Captain America. Yeah, you but fucking. I, but you didn't. Oh wait, I guess you did. Why? Well, yeah, did. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> All right, that is a wrap on uh, on episode twelve. Again, we covered a very little news here, so we apologize for that. If you come to these episodes for the news portion of it, but this was such a heavy uh, release week in terms of new releases. We had Bones and All, yeah. Glass Onion, The Fableman, Strange World, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Um, and we even wanted to touch on Andor, but we will do that uh, next week or maybe even a real quick. Again, uh, we we thank all of you. I know a lot of you guys post us to your Instagram stories. We absolutely love when you do that. We thank all of you for tweeting at us. It means the absolute world that you guys are not only listening to us, even though we're just four assholes with a microphone and a camera. Um, so thank you for your love and support. Please like comment subscribe follow tiktok instagram twitter youtube apple Podcasts, spotify rate us five stars on spotify we have been hell-bent forever on getting into the top 200 uh film and tv podcast lists on spotify uh with all your support we will get there as quickly as possible gentlemen any closing remarks before we wrap this up also sorry just real quick we did post the the after sun review it was posted this morning this yes. morning I put go, well i guess technically sunday morning because you're listening to it on on a, on a monday. monday but yeah. uh go watch that also we did a thanksgiving draft 
I believe Tyler, maybe you can tell a release schedule for the rest of the videos that we made. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't have a exact release schedule, but over the next two to three Make weeks, you can expect two real quicks or so. So be, be on the lookout because in between episodes, we'll have one to two real quicks each week for the next couple of weeks. Cause we have a lot stocked up as well as we'll be filming some more. So make sure you consume that content. Like George said, this was less heavy on news, but if you're looking for news, our Twitter tweets out pretty much everything or responds to almost everything movie news related. So make sure you follow us on Twitter for more movie news. And then finally, today's secret phrase to comment down below if you made it to the end is Cam is the dad of the year. And with that, <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, anyway, else? That is a fact. All right. Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for your support. Have a nice day. Thank <laughs> you.